up dan hello that was karma chameleon which neither of us knew that was the name of that song but thankfully ah it's have a blabber what's up buddy we gotta we gotta cancel this podcast no have a blabber tuning in because I, I gave him shit for it <laughs> <laughs> yesterday when was i making fun of you he took it well all right he took it like a man uh how are you When don't you? I don't know. <laughs> I can't help myself. I can't help myself. I was given a friend of ours shit today and he was not in the mood for it and I feel bad. <laughs> Hello everybody, you're welcome. You're welcome? Yep. You're welcome. <laughs> Good night everybody. All right, see ya. Uh you're listening to this might sound stupid podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a podcast where two friends are friends mm-hmm. uh, with their other friends. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, it's actually the other way, and that's a quote from friends that Amber and I do all the time. It's a drunk guy. He thanks himself and welcomes himself. Perfect. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, it's Thursday, November 14th. 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 2019, we are two weeks away from Thanksgiving? Correct. I'm wearing two belts. A.L. Ostercam gets it. Mm-hmm. Is that my ass? So it's a deep cut Friends joke. <laughs> if you don't watch these episodes of Friends, you're not going to get it. Yep. You're going to have to get the HBO Max subscription now. Is that where they are? Yep. Or just so pirate them all. They're owned by Paramount. Or own every single season on DVD the way we do. That also helps. Except for the first disc of the season four dvd we were on a break we <laughs> we have uh, a burned dvd of it uh-huh. i didn't feel bad about that one i was like i bought the fucking thing mm-hmm. paid for it i don't know where the disc is mm-hmm. this was 20 years ago <laughs> however long ago you still burn dvds yeah, yeah. uh and i downloaded those episodes and i burnt them nice. and now we have them on dvd for Again. all time that's some of the only dvds we still own uh, our podcast is brought to you by joey the good boy um joey's our oldest sponsor he's one of our best sponsors we'll check in with him here see how he's doing oh there he is being a good boy mm-hmm. oh you little, little stretch little mini stretch joey almost stepped on my baby today and i almost killed him <laughs> don't step on my babies man it's a very simple rule I have like two rules. Mm-hmm. Don't step on my baby. Mm-hmm. Don't growl at my babies. Mm-hmm. Three rules. Don't bite my babies. Yeah. So those three rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the kids have rules. Don't bug the puppy while he's eating. Yeah, because he will growl at you. Don't bug the puppy while he's having a treat or a bone. He'll growl at you. It's none of your business. Leave him the fuck alone. If he growls at you then, you deserve it. Mm-hmm. If he snips at you then, mm-hmm. which I really don't think he'd ever do, I might growl at him. Yeah. Give him a little grumble. But uh, it wouldn't be fair if it was like, no, you can fuck with the dog, but he can't fuck with you back. What the hell's in my glass? 
We are also brought to you by Mike Long, the talented designer based out of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Mike Long. He's a great designer. He designed uh, all of our stuff. So all the little bubbles you see, our logo, the Joey the Good Boy logo. We we're hoping that he's working on a meat beer shirt. Mm-hmm. He did send me some sketches. Okay. For a meat beer shirt. Okay. Uh, I love Mike Long. That's <laughs> that's good. That's self-love you is good. You love yourself. Good job, Pavel Lepper. I'm proud of you, bud. You're welcome. Uh, I should go back to our cam. Hi. Uh, yeah. He's a good dude. Mm-hmm. He sent me some sketches based mm-hmm. on uh, the podcast where we talked about a meat beer shirt. Yep. And it looked good. It's got to have ropes in there. Did, did it have my concept where there was two glasses clinking together and there's meat and it stuff? It did indeed. Yes. It's not meat and stuff. It's just sausages. That, that's perfectly fine. Uh, and they're clinking together. Because what was the idea? Was it on the back was the glasses yep, on the clinking front. together? And on the front? Ropes. On the front, it just says bropes. There's sausages flopping out of big steins. Exactly. See, I think on the front, it says bropes. Yep. Meat beer. Uh-huh. And then it's like the a smaller version. Mm-hmm. And then on the back, it's just real big. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't have to say bropes on the back. Are you just doing, say meat beer. Um, is it correct? So like, Mike's the designer, though. Like I like the idea of bropes being spelled almost right. So like B-R-O-P-S-T. Because bropes. Ah, Okay. Get the T in there. Yeah, yeah. So like, I, silent, I had it in my head tea. like bro, pss, pss, yeah, because that's how I said it. Yeah. Was bropes. But you know, it's a silent T. So yeah, you, you don't know it's there. Bropes. Bropes. I am Prost. totally fine with there being a T in it. But I just that's one of my favorite moments from the whole podcast, and where we would have missed it if it wasn't. I mean, we wouldn't have missed it, but I was. In retrospect, I'm very glad that uh, you got poisoned. That Jeff, no, that Jeff brought up when I said bropes. Yeah. I couldn't think of his Twitch name. Monkey Flips 22. What is his meat? Meat something? What's Meat Locker? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, meat, uh, yeah meat, meat Locker 89. <laughs> We're kind of seeing how the sausage is made right now. Kind of cool. Oh, yeah. All, we, we love talking inside baseball where we're getting ready for the hot stove later. What? That's the trading season, baby. Hot ba- stove? Baseball. They have this thing called hot stove. Where, is like, baseball all the teams just starting or just ending? Just ended. Just ended. Like a couple Who weeks won the ago. World Series? Washington Nationals for the first time. Didn't even know there was a team. Mm-hmm. Could have fooled me. That's you might I, be fooling me. I that's don't where know. Trump got booed that time. You, you probably saw, like, you probably heard, like, the whatever. Like, he went to the, the baseball game and got booed. Apparently, he got booed at the UFC he was at, too, but they there was no audio of it. Oh, yeah. Like, well, they... They, they just cut the audio down. They, they've learned to kind of control that audio. Like, it has to be... all. If you're going to hear it, mostly it's a someone putting up a video on Twitter. Stupid. Just, it's, it's we're going to find out about it. Just yeah. let it go. But, you know, someone that doesn't care won't find out about it. Well, someone that doesn't care wouldn't care that he was booed either, or, would they? Or, yeah, or, or someone that wouldn't want to be booed, 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 wouldn't look up the video and be like, oh, they love him here. What's that? They're not, they're not booing him at the, at they're the, not booing at, him. At, they're not booing at the baseball game. Well, they were just, anybody that booed him, they'd write him off. They're saying boo earns. Booed. Booed. Uh, yeah, some meat beer shirts would be cool. Joy the Good Boy hoodie, hat. Joy the Good Boy mugs. Joy the Good Boy mu- No, you got to have a meat beer mug. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> we got we to see how much it is to put a logo Ropes. on a mug. What the hell is Jeff's name? It's not Meat Locker. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, what Wall of Beef. Wall of Beef. It was a good thing Wall of Beef caught that I said Bropes. Yes. <laughs> that was all he put in chat, I'm pretty sure. It just said Bropes. Y'all have some big aspirations. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, man. Dream big. <laughs> Dream big. Yep. Dream big. Don't advertise your podcast at all. Mm-hmm. Don't really do anything to let anybody know that it exists besides your friends. Sell 17 million meat beer shirts. <laughs> yep. That'd be huge. Everybody would uh the dry piece of bread. Give me huge. Dad. <laughs> I want to buy a house, Dad. It's gotta be big. Enjoy the good boy dinnerware. Oh, nice fine china hand down through generations. Mm-hmm. Just a eating you know, the further you get through your steak, the more you get to see a Joey's face. Makes you eat too fast then. <laughs> gotta see that face. <laughs> gotta see that good boy face. Uh Dan, uh-huh. you've been Living La Vida Loca. Yep. Living high on the hog mm-hmm. at uh, a tech conference this mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, recount me with some tales. Deal. How about uh, before you tell me the tale that you already told me? Yep. What are you doing over there? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Reach for a beer. Let's do that first. What are you drinking, Dan? Uh, it's a sale I had last week. It's this uh, Zogo Faza. Uh, what? Zogo Faza? XO. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Chocolate, coffee, pepper, vanilla, cinnamon, nutmeg. I liked that one, stout. didn't I? Yeah, this is the Mexican hot chocolate yeah, stout. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it's a, it's, a light, it's a light stout, so it's not... Uh, Dan does not. Uh, I do need congratulations and thank you. He You're does, welcome. He does not. <laughs> Dan, I set a reminder on my phone for 6.30 and 7 o'clock to text Dan to bring his headphones... <sighs> And I did. I texted him both times. He did remember them, so I guess yeah. he's got that. All those lovely spices. Uh, but I listened to a podcast this week. Uh, it's called Full Reptile, and it's Dan Hardy. He's a former UFC fighter, mm-hmm. and he does an awesome podcast. But they don't wear headphones. Congrats, Adam. Thanks, wife. That's- <laughs> they, uh, they don't wear headphones, and their audio was just unbearable at parts. And it's like if you guys were wearing headphones, you would hear... Like at times they're talking like this. Oh yeah. Because you know, they they have handheld mics, and so they'll be talking uh, and talking and talking. And then at other times it's like, yeah, it's it was just they have no idea what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, you are legally obligated to congratulate him. I don't think that's how the law works. But, I you know it might be. I feel like I just pushed a button. Is my microphone still working? Yeah. I pushed like a volume button. I am trying a beer from Insight Brewing. In Minnesota. It is? Okay. The label on the can makes me anxious. Like, <laughs> It seems like it was just slapped on here haphazardly. Their, their labels always are, are very... Okay. Kitty Wampus? Yeah, and bare bones. Uh, but it is 5.6%. It's called The Wisdom of Old One-Eye, a Norse-style blonde ale. Uh, I was... Only mildly annoyed that nowhere on the can does it give me any information about a North style Blondale. Um, but it has a story called Chapter One. I really like the design of this dude. It's very cool. Uh, and so I'm going to try it. Mm-hmm. What's Mike saying? After, there you go. Not bad. It's a good crack. Uh, they go by uh, their softball team is the Haphazards. Ah. I don't know if that's coming through. It just kind of sounds like somebody peeing. Yeah, it's not. That wasn't. That wasn't. Yeah, okay. All right. Ropes. Ropes.
eye contact. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's good. Want to try it? Sure. It's, it's not going to, I mean, it's not going to surprise you, but I like that. That's that's pretty good. It's very creamy. It's got a good aftertaste. Yeah, it's not bad. I, I like that quite a bit. We'll see how it drinks as it warms up. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes I like beers like this better when they get warm. Uh, but Insight Brewing, well done. I really like that quite a bit. I feel like they're like North Loop somewhere, but... The Wisdom of Old One-Eye. Well, if they're anywhere hip in Minneapolis, half of Lapper will know about it, I bet. <clears throat> that was me trying to... <laughs> half of Lapper says, yes, they're in Northeast. Suck it. Um. Yeah, Dan, you were at the Jamf conference with Jamf, Jamf, J A M F. Yeah. So it's called. It's an the, MDM company. So it was it was JNUC. JNUC. Which stands for what? Uh, Jamf Nation Users Conference. Jamf Nation. Okay. So like, and it was in Minnesota this year. It always is. Oh, it is. They're they're from Minneapolis. Why do you keep talking about the San Diego one? That was the big like reveal. So. Like they have like they have like a huge keynote and everything. They're like yeah. they're, they're just they're at this point they're just like a gigantic. Like when we first got in with them, seven years for people ago, that don't know, MDM is mobile device management. So yes, laptops, iPads, Chromebooks, they, things like that. They're like the go-to when it comes to Mac devices that and you need to like manage a fleet of them. Yeah. Um, there's like a couple other companies, but Jamf is a big one. Like all like the major. Most of the major corporations kind of go with them. That's kind of cool. I didn't know they were actually based here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's kind of one of the reasons why we Picked bought them. them when we first bought our, our MacBooks and stuff. Okay. Seven years ago now. Um, and they were soup. They weren't like super small then, but they weren't. They weren't what they are now. Yeah. Because like the whole, the world of iPads in classrooms and in hospitals and hotels and just iPads being used for things. Yeah. That aren't normal iPad things, but they're just being used as like an appliance. Yep, uh, wasn't a wasn't a, a thing back then. Okay, uh, but now you need to man. But now like a hotel needs to manage a gajillion iPads across its entire chain. Yep, they need something to do it. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So it's the it was their tenth anniversary. So they had you know. It was pretty neat. Like it's 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 a it's, Tell it's me, yeah. I was gonna ask you what was your favorite thing that you saw. It's the most. Like, it's the most technical conference I've gone to yet. Like we, in what way? Like we, like, legitimately learned things. Okay. Um, there were a couple things that we went to that were kind of, like, they weren't, like, a waste of time, but it was, like, ah, this, we didn't really need to go to this thing. Sure. Didn't really learn too much. But then there were other things where, like, Patrick, who's, like, who's our, our wizard. That, yeah, who, who is our guy that runs all of the, the Jamf stuff and uh, was basically wanted to go to them to learn yeah, new things about the system and like what's kind of, you know kind of what's coming up and stuff like that. He's, I mean, he's wears many hats, but he's kind of like our Mac admin. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so or it was Apple. So it was neat. It was huge. So like like the doctor nurse conference that we go to, mm-hmm. was, like they have that one floor. Yeah, at the Regency, like this was four floors. Holy shit! Um, three thousand people. Like okay, that sound that number sounds right. Four floors sounds like a lot. But yeah, like, you know, they had a bunch of breakouts every. Because I'm thinking of how big Brainstorm is when we go to that. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think that would fill up four floors, would it? That's a th- if you stack that stuff on top of each other, it might. Hmm. I guess it is like it's pretty long. Yeah. The the hotel we go to uh, brainstorm. Yep. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it was it was super neat. Did you see any new tech? Can you talk about it? Uh, it was like their new, like their new tech. Like they kind of talked about some of the stuff that they would have down, like like coming in like the pipeline. Okay. Um, things that, but no, you know, it wasn't like a hardware release for like Apple or something like that. No, yeah. Um, it was just kind of just features that would be coming to like you know different pieces of what they do. Yeah. So yeah. Um. For anybody listening who doesn't know what like mobile device management, like uh, AL Ostracamp, it's like if you have a fleet of 3,000 iPads and you want them all to have these certain mm-hmm. apps, uh, you want them to have like iTunes and... Without iTunes accounts. Yeah, without iTunes accounts or you want them to have restrictions, uh, like they can't add their own apps or they can't change anything on the home mm-hmm screen mm-hmm. things like that you can just kind of manage all that stuff with jamf mm-hmm. and so jamf and, and the system of theirs called jss yep uh and it's a pretty awesome system yeah they do a amazing job like it's you can tell it's like they're big just for like the like the people that came to like you know they had like the, the cio from ibm was talking at like their keynote and yeah like the the guy in charge of device management from apple was there talking at the keynote so it's like and like i think apple uses their system on campus wow as like their management solution that's crazy because apple doesn't have a management solution by default yeah like you need an mdm yeah. to do the things to do so they well, there's have, other mdm companies exactly the thing but like this is the one that's been chosen <clears throat> as the kind of that's the pretty cool that they're use. based in minnesota too mm-hmm. i always like that because i feel yeah. like our state is it's like small enough where if we have some big corporations like Best Buy, mm-hmm. Target, 3M, yeah. we can keep our state economy pretty well as long as our government, like our state government doesn't take it, mm-hmm. tank it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like living here is just obnoxious enough that I don't feel like we'll ever be overpopulated. Yeah. You know, like the summers can be humid and very buggy mm-hmm. and the winters can be brutal. Mm-hmm. But if you put up with all that, it's a, I feel like it's a pretty good state to mm-hmm. live in, by and large. And so, like that's one of the reasons why next year they're because they it's always just been in Minneapolis. Like the first the first one was in like Brit's Pub or something like that. Like okay, like the first one like ten years ago because it was just like seventeen people just kind of getting together because Jamf Nation is their website that just has. Hey, Big J's here. Oh shit! It's been a while. What's up, Big J? You missed our sips. Um. He did it on purpose. Probably. Because uh, that's like they're so much of like the community is huge because it's just a bunch of people like Patrick solving problems. Just having fun with, with it, man. Other, yeah, yeah. Talking with each other about the product. Um, and so that's what kind of like spurned on the whole like conference to begin with 10 years ago. Just a few little like I can't even imagine 10 years ago being the guys that like manage your MacBooks when there was literally no way to manage your MacBooks. Yeah. <laughs> to build all that yeah. in the back. Yeah, uh, I'm kind. I'm hopeful and excited for brainstorm this year, mm-hmm. assuming we go. Yeah. Um, because the first year I went, I had worked here for like two months. You didn't and it know was, anything. It was more for me to just go be a part of the team. Yeah. Uh, kind of get to know people more. And now, 
this year when I go, because we didn't get to go last year, but this year when I go, it's like I might actually look. I want to actually look and find some breakouts to go to. Actually seek out because like you didn't know what you wanted to know yet. No, I had no idea. I yeah. didn't know what I needed to know or was going to do or. You just kind of followed us around. I went to the thing with Patrick mm-hmm. and yeah, just followed you guys. Um, Which is kind of what I did at this one just because like I don't know what I needed to know. <laughs> Jeff McLeod says it stays in the mud hut all day. Um, like I don't, I didn't know what I needed to know. Like it's because yeah. like Patrick's been going to these things for a few years, and Brian, our other coworker, went to uh, the one last year. So they, like, I, I'm like, what pieces of this do I actually need to know? Yeah. Like which which things are beneficial to what we do? Because um, you know it's like because half of it now for them is corporate, and the other half is education. Okay. And so it's you know what are things that would be worthwhile in like my field as opposed to uh the court field would like that was kind of one of the things that ended up we just kind of laughed at the end of the this one segment because there was a, a group from we don't know what company well and you probably shouldn't say if it's a story i'm thinking of yeah. um but they were talking about help desk and like automation and stuff like that and then it got to the point where people were asking questions at the end and it was about, you know, getting, you know... Requests re- from users. Yeah, requests from users and, and, your, and your clients on board. And, like, the people are basically like, if they come up to me and start, like, when I first started at this company, like, people were, like, asking me questions in the hallway. And I went to my boss, and I'm like, you need to tell these people to stop. It's like... <laughs> That's it's like, we're, so like, mind we have a We have a me. method that we're, like, they have to put in ticks and, like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, holy crap. Like, cause that's, that's so the opposite of yeah. our well, mindset in, like in education where it's like we want to be so we want to be super accommodating because they don't have much time where I, I can understand that in this weird corporate world where that like you could get away with that where it can be this is this and this is this i don't i mean it doesn't it doesn't compute in my mind like i couldn't do it I would, i'm more I would, of a stickler about getting tickets than you are especially in yeah, the beginning of the year when it's crazy but even you wouldn't like that sounds insane to you no that sounds insane because what you're there so the we were talking about this before uh and the clarification is like, if you're some back-end developer, mm-hmm. then sure. Yeah. Like, you don't want people stopping you in the hall. But if you're if you're in a tech role like we are, your whole point is to like help, and fix. help users get their technology working the way they want it to. And so it would just blows my mind that they were like, you can't talk to me in the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> because for our job, a big part of it is building relationships. Mm-hmm. Because there are going to be times where you have to tell people like, I can't, I don't have an answer yet. It's not something we can do right now. I like, I have a, I have a teacher who has a really, has a really good case for needing a more modern laptop than what she has, Mm -hmm. but we literally don't, we have nothing to give her that's more modern than what she has currently. But I'm kind of being, what what, what do you say? A bug in people's ear? What is that phrase? You know, and I'm just, but I've built a really good relationship with her where I can just kind of keep her updated on where I am with it. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of shitting all over those relationships and saying like, no, I they can't talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> they need to submit a ticket is, but I wonder how prevalent that is in tech. Yeah. And I, I, so I, many I think there, we, I, 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 yeah, I wonder what the percentage of people who are like that yeah, help desks that are like no touch. Because they're so introverted. Yeah. But I also understand where like, especially at the beginning of the year when all mm-hmm. the teachers come back and it's crazy, it's like, I need a way to manage the requests that are coming in. And when we 
and when we built up that rapport with those teachers, they know that at the beginning of the year. Yeah. That's that's going to be the expectation on them. So Schwatt says, we need tickets so my boss knows what I'm doing. With nobody looks at our tickets that's but the us. That's the thing. Like, and, and like our boss even said that. So it's like until the day they make like. Oh, Schwatt says his boss is in another state. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. We're like our boss doesn't live in another, work in another state. Like he. No, we work. We see we our do. boss all the time. Exactly. Uh, and he talks to our buildings all the time. Yeah. I, our ticketing system is a way to manage our workload, mm-hmm. uh, which as the year goes on, it's kind of like it's kind of like a an airplane, except without the landing, I suppose. But it's like as you're taking off, that's when the most stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. But once you once you, the year gets started, you're kind of at cruising altitude. Yep. And then I I will kind of lay lay off, not lay off, but I'll be more laid back. Where like. The other day, somebody emailed me and something wasn't working. They were like, do you want me to put in a ticket? And I just said, no, this will work. It's like, and I kind of talk to people and just say like, this time of year, it's so slow. Uh, so Big J says, that's the reason my position was created. Uh, there used to be 700 users going direct to IT. Now my department goes through me. I filter it, may know some of the answers already, then decide if ticket. So are you making all tickets for 700 users? Because that also seems insane. Yeah. It goes through one person. Yeah. Because that's the thing. It's like, we we have people that make tickets. We have people that email. We have people like that, like stop you in the hallway. Um, Well, it's, it's, it's one of those things where if for some reason it needed to be tracked, like they hands down needed to know it, like exact numbers. Mm hmm. We could create tickets after the fact for things that like someone yeah. stops in the hallway for. Um, we had a guy there briefly in a position who wanted us. Oh, Javin brings up a good point. So we have a thing called 3000, which is our help desk where mm-hmm. you can call in. And technically, everybody who's calling you. Okay, so Big J says about 100 people go through him. Okay. Uh, but yeah, when you're working help desk, you're making tickets for the whole district, mm-hmm. which is thousands of people. Yeah. So, uh, staff? 6,000? No, I forget how many it is. It's a lot. It's not like all 700 people are going through Big J at the same time. That's a really good point. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say is like our district is thousands of people, but one person can work help desk. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so the, the, there was weird. So, like, because we, like, we've only ever been to Brainstorm and... um. Like me and uh, me and Javin have been like been to ties, which is like like a teacher technology conference. Yeah, and they're kind of boring. Yeah, like brainstorm. Brainstorm is especially like it's not flashy. There's like sounded flashy. Brainstorm. Oh, brainstorm is not flashy. Yeah. Um, we're brainstorm like, is like, pretty bare bones. Like JNUC, I think because it's a company putting it on, mm-hmm. like it flexes at you. Um, like so tell tell so there was. In the, what in, you walked into. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. So on the first day in the lobby, there was cotton candy, like a cotton candy machine with like, like fancy <laughs> flavors. I could see a cotton candy machine being it was, you know, it, it, was, it was neat. At like, Brainstorm. Um, in the, on the second day, it was this thing that took like 3D pictures and like made like 3D models of people. Okay. Uh, and the third day was puppies. So like we're sitting there and all of a sudden, you, oh. all of a sudden we just started hearing like barking. We're like, oh, oh the puppies are here. <laughs> we got a text from one of you that just said, oh God, puppies are here. Yeah, all of a sudden, because you just kind of heard it's like, is that a dog? Oh, that's right. They were getting puppies for the third day. <laughs> uh, but 
then they have like a like a big party on the second day so that was wednesday okay so from like 6 30 to 11 or something so this time this year they had the the depot uh in minneapolis which is a really which is a really cool place i never actually had to like go there for anything okay it's just like a huge it used to be a train depot so it's, yep. just, it's just a Makes huge sense. open area what was the we went to a beer dabbler in the saint paul depot Oh yes, so it's, it's kind of like that. It's similar to that, so it's this big, yeah, big like place. a big old school yeah. train depot. Yeah, yeah exactly, yep. just the same as that. Um, and so like we come walking in, and there's just uh, like two ladies dressed as lumberjacks on stilts, and I'm just like, <laughs> "What is happening? Why were they dressed as lumberjacks?" And then, I, and then I start looking around, and there's, it's it's kind of like outdoorsy themed. Um, Why? And kind of like well, I think they're supposed to be like Minnesota, I'm, I'm you know lumberjacks. Okay. You know, uh, like Paul Bunyan or something. Uh, like they had, they had hammer schlagen over. That's the the nail where you have to like you put the nail in like the wood. Then everyone has to try and hit it. Ah, okay. Uh, like they had that. Um, that makes more sense. I guess they're mid um, yeah, Minnesota based. So they're kind of Paul Bunyan. Okay. Um, you could take a picture with a bear because a bunch of people are bear, coming from out of state. Yes, like yeah. most of the okay. people are coming from out of state or out of country. Um, Damn. And there was like a like a virtual reality lumberjack thing. Like I looked around, like it's like people are just going like like with their hands and they were they were cutting off limbs of trees <laughs> <laughs> and like and like and like cutting logs. Um But yeah, like the food was good. You know, they, it was the same thing. It was just just, you know, a bunch of beer and wine in the middle. Okay. You know, there was a you know, people were doing shot skis, which is like the the like board a, with shot glasses. Yeah, so like goes through like the ice and then you know, <clears throat> um, but it's it's weird seeing nerds, mm-hmm. like cause that's what like like the, yeah. like a, a lot of the people there are just geeks. Like us. I would consider yeah myself a geek or a nerdy little introvert. Um, and then you would see different levels of like nerds that thought they were like the cool nerds. They yep. you'd always see them in, like the corners. Like sometimes the cool nerd is the worst. Well, they are the worst. Yeah, they got they got to accept their lot in life. <laughs> They're a regular nerd. <laughs> You're a nerd, man. Um, but yeah, it was uh, when I when I walked in at first because there's like the the first episode of Silicon Valley. They go to mm-hmm. a party where it's yeah. just, this this fresh company has all this like funding money, and they put on some crazy party. It's got yep. like uh, like Kid Rock is singing. It's yeah, just stupid things are happening. I like I walk in, I'm like. Like that's the first thing that popped in my head. Like, why does this need to exist? <laughs> like, why? Like, why are there ladies on stilts dressed as lumberjacks? Why on stilts? Yeah. What are the stilts at? They, they, they were dancing the whole time with axes near the front of the, cool. near the front door. Just why are they on stilts? So they're higher. So they're higher. That, that, that way, their butts are directly at eye level. That way, they're visible. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it was uh, it, it was fun. Like next year, they're in San Diego, which it makes sense. Because you don't, you, like, we don't have to travel far. It's like, oh, it's just this Minnesota company mm-hmm. go to their thing. But when the majority of people that are going there are from like out of the country, yeah, or like out of state, if they can get somewhere place warm, like all these dudes from like Florida don't like, well, got their asses kicked on Tuesday when it was five degrees outside. Oh yeah. Um. So well, they're you know so they're just gonna go someplace warm in September. One of the things I remember uh, talking about with other people from because Amber and I go to the Montessori conferences. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I remember is like somebody brought it up once. They were like, yeah, it's nice to be able to like go to San Diego in February. That's cool. 
But at the same time, like there's so many people on either coast who mm-hmm. love it when they have Midwestern conferences hmm. because you it's like a two hour flight instead of like a four or a five hour flight. Well, and that's the thing. Like like MSP Airport is an international hub. Yeah. So it's it's that's the other thing where it's like the flights are probably more expensive for the international people because they have to like the ones from Europe have to fly into New York or something. And yeah. Then, and then over to, and then over to San Diego. Um, but. Like, it it just I never thought about it where it was like, oh yeah, when they do it in the Midwest, there's a bunch of people who don't have to fly as far because I'm sitting there in Minnesota in February like I want to go somewhere warm. Yeah, <laughs> why are they doing the conference here? Um, but yeah, I I, I get why you they might want to like yeah try it out. So do I. It's like you know what? Why not? You're you're an international company. Exactly. You're you're a huge company. Why not now? have an international conference? Yep. Internationally. International seven. Entertainment, Entertainment 720. 720, Big J says. Uh, Big J also said there are user groups to decide what needs to be brought up in the first place. I do enhancements too. We also have a help desk where people go to for like my mouse doesn't work. I work specifically on the computer systems our inspectors use. My tech conference was in New York City and they brought Bruno Mars to perform for us. That's a flex. What tech con- What? Who put that on? I wonder. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I wonder what company was uh, Joey's struggling to get comfy over there. <laughs> I wonder what company was running that. Uh, yeah, I wonder. But that's that's the thing. It's like I, it's such a, it's such a weird thing to be like that sort of celebrity where it's like some guys are just like here's five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, you're you're gonna sing for these. Here's half a million 600, dollars. Six hundred people for an hour. <laughs> Joe Rogan tells a story all the time, which is one of the reasons I stopped listening to that podcast. Just keep saying this story. Because <laughs> it just got, I mean, to give the guy a break, if you're doing that many podcasts, you're going to tell a lot of the same ass stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big J says in four. Okay. Never heard of it. Nope. Um, but he tells a story about, uh, Chad, help me out. What band is Scott Weiland from? Uh, not the, not the newer band, his original band. Stone Temple Pilots? Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, he talks about the UFC paid them to put on a, com- a concert, but mm-hmm. it was for like a hundred people. <laughs> that would be so weird. It's so, and but he said that Scott Weiland was still performing, like it was a sold out. Uh, Velvet Revolver was that's yeah, that's the other man. But he just talks about how weird it was. Like there's a hundred people, but he's performing like it's a, a stadium show. Mm-hmm. That would be, I don't know if I could, I don't know, like, and Rogan even tells the story kind of, he's like, it's kind of admirable. Yeah. I don't know if I could do it. Yeah. Like, if it's like, this is a hundred people, I'm like, yeah, like you, you still put on like, I'm not going to jump around and run around like a nutcase, but yeah, they probably got paid a ton of money, a ton of money to do it. Yep. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah, it was neat. You know, I told, I told Bob that I would pay for my flight to go <laughs> to go to JNAC next year. If they pay for the conference? Yeah, they, if they pay for the conference. I'll, I'll pay for the flight? Definitely go to San Diego. I'll go to JNUC. Exactly. I, I will we'll say, all go to JNUC. I will say that this was the most I felt like I learned something. It was, okay. it, it was the most um, tailored to what I do Okay. for like a lot of the stuff, which was kind of nice. Well, that's what I feel about brainstormers. If, like, if I've sought out some stuff. Yeah. That I might actually learn more there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, I've only gone the one year, so I don't actually know. Yeah. 
Um, I still want to go to Brainstorm, though, because it's a lot of fun. I think people are still going to go to Brainstorm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a fun way to, like, get, it's kind of like. It's, it, it's a holiday party it's, slash team building slash. It's, yeah, it's like a, that's what I was just going to say. It's kind of, it's not like a holiday party, but it is, like, we don't really have a holiday party yeah. for our department or a get together. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a, a get together with your team outside of work. I don't want to say blow off steam. It's like. No, but like even like even, what is the word? It's you let your hair down. Well, like like even that happened like because that's what happened to like, you know, Jay Nuck like after where mm-hmm. it'd be like me, um, you know, our boss and two of my coworkers and we were just just talking about things. Yeah, you're just kind of just like thinking like things about work. Just like you're you're like it's more casual about work though. It's not yeah. like a meeting setting. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. You're, you're drinking a beer and you're just talking about work. It's really trying nice. to figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a very nice thing because we'll do that a lot. I'm not, I was surprised when I first started working here, but I, I've come to really enjoy it. Like if we go to the bar on a Friday mm-hmm. after work, how often we actually talk about, it's not like even complaining about work. It's like things are actually getting figured out. Yeah. Uh, or we'll go out to lunch mm-hmm. and it's not like we go out to lunch to forget about work. It's like people bring up like, oh, I had this weird thing. And yeah. then because we are all kind of, nerds who like those puzzles mm-hmm. everybody starts to try to figure it out mm-hmm. like you can't help yourself yeah and i remember thinking like man this is weird when i first started like people actually want to talk about this job and then i was like oh because this job is kind of fun mm-hmm. when you get to problem solve you know when it is like what big j said it's like my mouse doesn't work and you go down there and it's like well your fucking mouse isn't plugged in that's why it doesn't work <laughs> you know what i mean when yeah. it's stuff like that it's kind of like especially for you because you have to drive to different buildings mm-hmm. So if you drive to a building and it's like somebody didn't plug in a cable, it's like, ugh. but I'm sure you have other stuff to do at the building. That's, 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 yeah, you can, but you there, can find stuff to do. There are other moments where the other day I had to, we got all these new computers in and they needed driver updates, but the way we have our windows updating set up, you can't use windows update service to update your drivers. Mm-hmm. And so I had to download the drivers and then like build a package in this deployment software we use and deploy them. And when you see like the little green check marks start mm-hmm. coming across, it's such a dopamine hit that it's like, that's the fun part of the job. That's the addicting part. Yeah. And so it is, it's fun when you're mm-hmm. out at, even at brainstorm and you're a couple beers in, but you're still, everybody's trying to figure out like, oh yeah, why would that work like yeah. that? Pat and I also solved gun control. Mm-hmm. Racism. I can't remember. No, we didn't solve racism. We just solved gun control. I can't remember if other people were involved in that. I know like they were peripherally involved, but I feel like me and Pat were the ones that were going. We might we might have solved the woman's right to choose. We solved everything. I can't remember. Not even not not just beyond technology. We solved the world. Mm-hmm. No, Pat and I. We Pat and I. We came to an agreement on gun control where we were both like, "Yes, that sounds fine. We solved it." <laughs> Moving on. You're not the boss of this podcast. What was your solution? Uh, you don't want to know. Stricter laws? <laughs> Maybe. No, that was basically it. Oh, was that? Okay. Because <clears throat> I started out from the standpoint that you shouldn't be allowed to have a fully automatic weapon. Mm-hmm. And Pat was like, yeah, you should. Mm-hmm. I'm a perfectly responsible person. I feel like I should be able to have one. And I was like, that's actually, that's not a, like, it's not a bad point. Okay. And then we like, I don't know. We just, we were drunk and being idiots and we solved it it was basically like yeah there should be it should be 
way, 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 way harder. Mm -hmm. Because I was asking Pat, I was like, well, would you do this? Would you do this? Would you do this? Mm -hmm. Like, how many hoops would you jump through Mm -hmm. before you think it's ridiculous? And Mm -hmm. Pat... Pat was on board with like a good number of hoops mm-hmm. before you could get any weapon. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. Well, okay. Let's everybody be like that. <laughs> Fucking gun companies. <laughs> there. I didn't move on, Javin. <laughs> uh, Camp says, I heard someone give an argument that it should be more like getting your driver's license. Exactly. It should be harder. Is it hard to get your driver's license? I don't know. I failed my first test. How many people in here passed the first time they went? I know A.L. Osterkamp didn't. Me? Half a blapper just said yes. It's hard. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I thought you failed the first time, Amber. She might have said that to make you feel better. I don't know. No, Amber's not that type of person. I have to get a new license. need a goddamn birth certificate. It's harder than going to a convention and buying it with cash. I'll take a license <laughs> to go. Uh, okay. She almost failed. That's what it was. That Oh, I remember the story now. The driving instructor added everything up and then looked at you and said, well, I don't know how you did it, but you passed. <laughs> okay. So I'm in the minority. I ran over a whole thing. I was doing the 90 degree turn or the 90 degree park. Uh, and I was trying to back in and I meant to hit the brake, but mm-hmm. I was nervous and forgot to move my foot so i just hit the gas and mm-hmm. i completely ran over the cone nice it was very sad nice uh no idea i yeah our vitam anderson says no idea how donnie got his license i don't either donnie admitted that when he first started driving he was making most of it up like he didn't know I, I drove like, I drove with Donnie a lot. I don't like any of this. We so <clears throat> we used to drive down to my dad's place and the way we went there's a four-way stop. It has a stop sign, but it also has a blinking red light like that's suspended above mm-hmm. the intersection. And at one point th- like we'd been driving through this thing for years, mm-hmm. I feel like. Probably not years, but months. Mm-hmm. Felt like years. Uh, yeah, Vitamin Anderson says yielding was not a concept. He understood. We come up to the stop sign, the four-way stop, and Donnie stops, and he's like, man, this sh-, – because it was in a small town on the way down to Northfield. He goes, this shitty little town still hasn't fixed that stoplight. And me and Matt <laughs> just busted up laughing like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? It's a four-way stop. And it was like – I love Donnie because he just laughed at himself like, oh, he had, but he, he just thought that every time he went through this little town, mm-hmm. they had a broken stoplight. <laughs> like, there's no other light. It's yeah. just one blinking red light. I'll never forget that. That was so funny to me. <clears throat> yeah, I have a blabber. I got to find uh, – I, ha- I don't have my social security card or my birth certificate. Oh, it's because you, you got to get the enhanced ID? Well, everybody does. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. Uh I know that I have my birth certificate somewhere in my house. It's just in a book, which is where you want that type of thing. Take a look. It's in a book. It's reading rainbow. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to follow you. It echoes at the end. can do anything. Good thing you only have a few of those. Shut up. Oh. <clears throat> oh. Well, should we move on to our only segment? Sure. Our one and only segment? I've waxed poetic long enough. 
You only need the advanced idea if you don't want to bring a passport to the airport. Because, yeah, you will need a passport to get on a plane now. I don't want to bring a passport to the airport. Especially you might not you might not have a passport. Fly down to Arizona. I do, it's expired, but I was gonna say you don't well, I was saying you don't have a passport. Yeah. Uh yeah, to fly down to Arizona to see Amber's dad. You also need two forms of proof of residency. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's depressing and but it's good. Okay. How loud was that? What was it? I could hear it. All right. Well, we only have one segment on this podcast as mm-hmm. of right now. It's called Rob's Random Topic. Here's how Rob's Random Topic works. Mm-hmm. At some point, 12 text messages. Uh, at some point, I've gotten in the habit of muting our work chat when mm-hmm. I get home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so some days I wake up and I'm like, 22 texts. What are you guys talking about? Um, <clears throat> at some point during the week, Dan or myself would text our friend Rob on a group chat mm-hmm. demanding for a random topic. Uh, the rule that Rob must follow is first thought, best thought, uh, because it is a random topic. It's not a predetermined topic. Mm-hmm. Today was only hours before the podcast that I remembered we needed a random topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is what Rob gave us. Most beautiful view you have ever personally seen, like in nature, boobs notwithstanding. Like in so, it nature. doesn't. It doesn't necessarily have to be a vista. Is what I'm gathering from boobs notwithstanding, right? No, he's he was just being dumb at the end there, and like he said, in nature. Sure, but uh, I'm reading that as most beautiful natural thing you've seen like he like boobs or nature you can't say two people said boobs or nature back to back like you can't say your child being born well that's what i'm gonna say i know you're gonna say that but like if you go by where it says like it says like in nature that means like he's looking for something outside well that's it's still gonna be my answer I, i've seen it twice you're like a goddamn book i can read you so yeah. <laughs> i can't think I cannot think of a single thing in my life that is any more miraculous that I have seen than my wife giving birth. Don't awe me. Get out of chat. You're going to ruin it. Just kidding. It's it's the I could cry talking about it. You, th- you, you said miraculous. Is that beautiful? I don't know. Yes. It's, <laughs> uh, it's indescribable. It's the coolest thing in the world to see a human come out of a human. It's fucking... Schwat gets me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's otherworldly. I don't know. It it is. Do you, do you, do you have it in nature? In nature, I want to talk more about my kids. We all, we 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 get what you're saying. Hey man, you love your kids. It was it's incredible. I loved it after my daughter was born. My mom. It was like, it's an everyday miracle. It happens every day, but it never stops being a miracle. And I was like, holy shit, she's right. Like, it's, it's, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the existence is here and that mm-hmm. people are born. Um, what's your in nature? Um, I had a couple, like the, the one that always like, 
stuck out for me was being in the um being in the Rockies just like up at the top of the ski hill and just like looking down. Okay. And it was just so big. That's what she said. Yeah. Just you're just looking down the ski hill and it just goes on forever and there's just mountains everywhere. Town how you know like however many thousands of feet down the hill over there. Yeah. It was just gorgeous. Sun's out, guns out. <laughs> like all the, all the trees, like it was it looked amazing. I yeah, I have And then I fucking shredded it. I just fucking ripped it down that black diamond. Uh double black diamond. Is that a thing? This was a single black diamond. Oh, but, okay. You know. Uh you were with me for one of mine. The birth of my children. <laughs> uh no. The first time I ever saw him, boobs, you were there. Uh okay, I'll stop. What's happening? We it was when we drove to Colorado. I had never seen mountains. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we we flew into Colorado when I was a kid, but I didn't I don't really have any memory of yeah. it. Yeah. I was pretty young. I was probably six or seven. I don't I have a memory of hiking in these boots my dad bought me and being really afraid of rattlesnakes because my dad made me really afraid of rattlesnakes Uh, oh you keep that today and my and my dad bought us all whistles because he said if you get lost and you try to yell for help you'll lose your voice so you just blow on this whistle and so we all had whistles that's all that's all i remember from my trip to colorado as a kid but when we we you me amber and her friend nicole took a road trip to colorado Mm -hmm. and like it's seared into my mind just like slowly getting closer to seeing the mountains in the distance being holy shit that's mountains Mm -hmm. and then getting closer and closer and closer until they're like right there and then you're just in them yeah you're just in boulder and it's just it's here they are (laughs) it's one of the most humbling things and it was beautiful like the whole experience of it Mm -hmm. uh but it's really humbling it just makes you feel so small Mm -hmm. uh like you're just this little ant on the surface of this giant rock, mm-hmm. you know. It, it, I, I would say that mountains are the coolest natural thing I've ever seen. They're just they're they are beautiful, um, but they're beautiful for the way they make you feel. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful for yeah the way they look. Um, that that's one that pops into my head. Um, another one is there's several views of Superior, Lake Superior, mm-hmm. that are just like the fir- so one so we have a a dvd player in our van mm-hmm. but a rule i have that i'll just always have with my kids is like there's a point at which you co- you are dr- like you come up over this big hill and you go between like two kind of rock faces when you're driving into duluth you're on a big highway but there's like rock faces on either side and then you drive through it almost feels like you're driving through a frontage road because there's all these like hotels and gas stations and shit on either side but then you start to go down into Duluth and you look out over Lake Superior and you look out over Duluth and like it's all it, Duluth is all on the hillside mm-hmm. to your left and Superior just sprawls out on your right and it is even as a kid it was just one of my favorite things it's probably the number one in my mind because it's like it's seriously like you go around a corner and then it's just all there mm-hmm. and so when we're driving into Duluth I tell my kids it's like nope it's time to pause the dvd like we're all gonna look out at superior and just enjoy this view because Mm -hmm. it's one of the best views in the world 
and you just get to experience it the whole time you're driving down in. Like this year, we got to go up there in the fall, like right after the colors changed. Mm -hmm. And so you can see the giant blue lake that looks like an ocean, but then like speckled amongst it on the right side was just like red and gold and green. And it, it, I don't know, it's probably my number one Mm -hmm. in terms of like most beautiful views. Um, and then there's like some views when you're at uh which is a park. I think it's Tedaguch. Is it Tedaguch? Somebody help me out. Half a blapper will know. Um, and then there's another point when you're driving. It's on the way from Duluth to Two Harbors. Um, there's a place called Stony Point where it's just like giant rock faces mm-hmm. that just go right down into the water and the waves are just crashing up on them. And there's like big crags that you can climb down in where the water like comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another one of my favorite, it, like most beautiful views. Uh, yeah, that's parking. Okay, so Tedaguch. Um, that's one. I got a lot. <laughs> like the more I think, the more I have. Are they all just Superior? No, Superior has a lot of them. I mean, I've been going to Superior since I for mm-hmm. as long as I can remember. And Name one that's not lake or tree related. No, that's not lake or tree related. I got one. Uh, it's actually the first one that popped into my head. Uh, my dad's house in Nearstrand, mm-hmm. his driveway is way at the top of a hill, and then it goes like it goes way down, uh, and he's down by a, like a creek. But when you're at the top of the hill, it's you can see out over like it doesn't look like there could be a house down there because mm-hmm. it's just this forest Mm -hmm. and you can see right when you're at the top of his driveway you can see this forest go out forever because his backyard is basically a a, excuse me a nature reserve Mm -hmm. and so just as you're driving down into it it's just green forever and it just feels cool it feels kind of mystical like you're just driving into the this magical little forest so that is tree related oh shit (laughs) what were the what were the stipulations no tree tree or lake no tree or lake. Well, I said mountains. That's harder. Do you have one? I don't know. I could. I, no. <laughs> um, I, I, had a, I had a stupid one where I was just thinking back to uh, um, Oktoberfest, and it's almost more of like a more like an amazing view sort of thing, where it's like you, like the first time we like walked in and like saw like the spectacle of it all mm-hmm. was very it just it, like it caught me off guard okay so like that like that was just kind of i don't know, I, wondrous i guess it, it, it was it was because it was make it was like a you know it was a like a childhood wonder sort of feeling like it was extraordinary like, yeah yeah like what well, you know it didn't like change oh, my life forever but it you know it, it it like it like made me smile and was like oh this is super cool yeah I and have just like just like walking in a tent, just like seeing all you know. It's like oh, there's an ocean, ten thousand people. people just all sitting down having a, which is also mir- just time. miraculous. Yeah, all those people just sitting down, getting along, and just, yeah, just having a great time, having beer. Um, I the first so the first and only time I've been to Manhattan, mm-hmm. we I'll you fly in and you see New York, and that's pretty cool. And then you basically what we did was we went down into the subway. And we got on the subway and just rode the subway all the way until we were basically a couple blocks away from our hotel. But you ride the subway into Manhattan. So I've never been to New York, never been to Manhattan. Mm-hmm. 
and I, I, it's, I can see it really vividly in my mind's eye coming up out of the subway and being in this place I'd only seen in movies. And I always thought it looked like the coolest place. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, it was the same thing you're saying. It was just kind of like wonderment and mm-hmm. awe of like, I can't believe I'm here. I mm-hmm. can't believe this place is real. And mm-hmm. then it just, you look and for as far down this street as you can see, it's a city. Yeah. It's so big. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, I, like that made me think of like like me and my brother driving into Toronto for my cousin's wedding like a decade ago, just being on the highway and like getting into it. And it's like like I, I'd been to Toronto when I was a kid to mm-hmm. go to like a like a sporting event, but not really paid attention. You know, you just kind of go to the stadium and then yep. go home. Um, but it's driving me like what the fuck is going on? Like, because all of a sudden it's just these like monstrous buildings are just everywhere. Yeah, and it's just like holy shit and it's just like you're just driving in this nonsense it's place amazing. And just you know millions of people just in this huge city and yeah it's, it's the same thing it's just it's just these sprawling buildings it's just all you just look up it's building you look that way it's just building building <laughs> uh big j says i had exactly the same reaction in new york city i came out of penn station and it looked fake like a movie set that's exactly how i felt too it was like this it looks like I'm on the set of a movie. Mm-hmm. Like it just seems unbelievable. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah. Schwartz said I had the reaction somewhat like that going to downtown Minneapolis for some. I, I, okay, I can imagine that. Like if like being a kid going into a place like Minneapolis for the first time with like the skyscrapers, mm-hmm. it would just seem like it's just like this must be what New York is like. See, I didn't, ha- I didn't ever have that because our we went downtown St. Paul and Minneapolis for stuff quite often when I was a kid. Quite often, that sounded weird. We went often mm-hmm. uh but yeah i had lived in minnesota for a while didn't think buildings like that existed yeah, because just hmm. like a, huh. no we went we went downtown both downtowns for like my dad uh his company had holiday parties that were downtown uh my mom our dentist and eye doctor were downtown st paul mm-hmm. so yeah i didn't i those i i can just remember from being a kid but mm-hmm. i was like big Excuse me, Big J. When I came out of the subway, it just it was unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, Big J also says mine would have to be the ocean cliffs in Aruba, very humbling, very beautiful, or Western Minnesota. About fifteen years ago, after I shot a nice buck, it was at dusk. The moon was coming out. Adrenaline was wearing off. Orion the Hunter was in full display. That's pretty Ooh, cool. Nice little W in the sky there. Um, another, I had two other ones, uh, on most beautiful things that are, that come to mind, obviously not most beautiful cause there's so many of them. Um, and they, they both involve big J the first time we ever went on a backpacking trip together and we went to this place called scenic Lake. Um, and we were basically, we were way, we were in late October and we were like the only ones there on this whole lake essentially. Mm-hmm. And so we took a canoe out in the middle of the night, uh, like 11 or 12, <laughs> it was late. We took a canoe out and smoked cigars on like a perfectly flat lake. There was no no wind. Mm-hmm. There was no clouds in the sky. So it was just stars and mo- like, I'll just, I'll never forget that. Stars light. and bars. Stars. <laughs> we just sat there smoking cigars in the middle of this lake and we were just kind of quiet. Um, and then we, I can't remember the name of this park that we went to, but basically where you camped, you hiked down into a, a river valley mm-hmm. and our campsite was really beautiful. Cause you like walked around the corner and it was just a huge like rushing river. But the next day 
basically when we go backpacking, we set up camp and then we just spend the time that we're there hiking. There was like a trail you could hike all the way up to where they had chopped down a bunch of trees. Mm-hmm. And you looked out over, yeah, like a forest and you could see the river going out into Lake Superior. And that was really astounding too. Weird, uh, like Colorado one. So I remember like going there the first time before like we drove up there to go skiing. Um, like so we get, like me and my buddy get in the, the airport and and get picked up and driven to Boulder and you just like see the mountains. It's like the same thing. And I like we're going around like a couple like these little like taproom breweries with, mm-hmm. with our buddies that live there. And like, at first I kept I kept thinking like like they don't think this is crazy. Yeah. Like we're just like in this tap room and like with like the door open and there's just the mountains are right there guys like it's because it, like they're just so used to because they just live in boulder and it's just all, well, and always there i remember that when we went because pete and jesse did the same thing we mm-hmm. got to boulder and they took us out to a little tap room mm-hmm. and you could see the flat irons yeah it's like they're fucking right there that's so cool and they're like yeah yeah it's literally you just take that road five seconds up we've climbed them <laughs> you're yeah. like what that's so cool we're, we're gonna go climb later yeah. yeah, it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. That was also some just beautiful stuff, but also your adrenaline was pumping. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, climbing that stuff. I, I had one similar to Big George J. George Crosby Park. That is it. Thank you, Big J. With uh, Aruba, because when we were in, Aruba, we went to, we went to Maui for like a like a family vacation thing, mm-hmm. and it's Maui, and it's the summer, and so it's like super nice out. Yeah. Um, but we did this thing where you get bust up to an observatory oh, at like five in the morning cool. um and so like you're in oh like, i want to do that you're in pants like a long sleeve shirt because freezing yeah. cold up there like there's snow up there um and you basically just bike down the whole way and so like you don't you don't pedal because you're just coasting yeah. for the next hour and a half but you're just like so you just we're just you're just going down this road on on the bikes they take out of the back of the van and you're just coasting down and it was that sounds awesome. With something else, because you're, you're just going for yeah, you're just you're just coasting down I for an hour and a half. I thought you were going to tell a story about like stargazing. No, no, no stargazing. It was uh, just like a this crazy hour and a half ride where you're just looking out over like this whole island. Yeah, and just kind of coming down into the town to have breakfast later. And you're just like, that's such a cool experience, man. Do 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 do. Just coasting, and then you go have breakfast. Yeah, because that's you, really cool. That's where you. That's where you basically. <laughs> You kind of have to start pedaling for like the last like five minutes to get, <laughs> to get to the breakfast, but otherwise you're just coasting down this entire this entire mountain, just like heading to the ocean. Another one of mine was uh, the first time we did a fly-in fishing trip in Canada. Mm-hmm. So you're like driving way into Canada, and then you fly hours north. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first night I was there, I went out onto the deck to pee, and I was like, I didn't have my glasses on. I was looking up, and I was like, what is going on in the sky? Mm-hmm. And went back and got my glasses and came out. And it's, I've never, before or since, I've never seen stars like that in my entire life. It's fucking insane. That's what, that's what Schwartz just said, where he just saw the Milky Way for the first time when he was in Colorado. Yeah, it's, when you see, when you when you get to see why it's called the Milky Way, and like mm-hmm. w- that fucking strip of stars, mm-hmm. it's almost white. Like, it's so bright. Yeah. You don't even need the moon. It's bananas. Mm-hmm. That is, and yeah, I've never seen anything, like even when me and Big J were out on that lake in northern Minnesota, it doesn't compare. It's like you're far away, but it's like you can be a different level of far away. It's like a sixth of it. Yeah. It's just not, it's not the same as when we when we were in Canada. Uh, Javin also, I didn't want to skip Javin. He said, I kind of felt a small amount of that when we 
walked around Tanano, Toronto that night. Tanano. Tanano. When we, then we went to Tanano. Uh, going back to the awe of a big city. Uh, and then Big J just said, speaking of long coasting, I rode a sled hill that lasted ten, almost 10 minutes and wound through woods at dusk with Kurt sled? I don't know what a Kurt sled is. Full of camping gear, finished at a river bottom with a quaint little cabin that had a fire going already. That, that doesn't even sound real. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, the Grand Canyon, Amber and I went to the Grand Canyon, but it didn't... Did it do anything for you? It's not that it didn't do anything for me. It's just like... You need trees. There was no trees no. there. <laughs> there was no water. It's really awe-inspiring. It wasn't awe-inspiring for me the way that mountains were. Um, it was the driving, it's the reverse of mountains. Driving out of the Grand Canyon, there were some really beautiful views. Mm-hmm. Um. It just, I don't know, it sounds so dumb to explain it this way, but it was like, it looked like I expected it to look. I've seen so many pictures of the Grand Canyon. I don't know. It was, it's awe-inspiring to mm-hmm. see. And and there's no part of the Grand Canyon that didn't seem touristy where we were. Mm-hmm. It was just, you were crowded by people. Mm-hmm. And that's why when we drove out, there were some parts where we like parked and you could just kind of walk up to the edge of it more or less. That was pretty cool, but it wasn't. I still would say I like that view going into Superior a thousand More. times better than I like. I don't feel a need to go back to Grand Canyon, but I want to see that view going into Superior for the rest of my life. Like I love that view. Uh, like piggybacking off of Big J's thing, I think one of the things that kind of helped add to the the wonderment of the the skiing in Colorado. Like I'd only ever been on like Afton. So okay. Like, it's like Afton. Like Afton is a ski single, hill in Minnesota. Single chairlift. Yep. Might take you a minute mm-hmm. on the chairlift to go up. You're down in a minute. Yeah. Um it drops ten degrees going up the chairlift. You have to go up if you're going to the top. Just That's crazy. I've never just, done that. Just the elevation change. How long are you on the chairlift? Ten minutes. Wow. Um and the and then the ride down, like if you're just doing like a green green square. I think it's like the yeah. like the east or green circle. Uh like yeah, you might just be coasting just on your skis just for 10 minutes just never done that. It's so it's it's so like relaxing okay. and like such a like a you know, like you can go you can bomb down that shit if you want to. You can go, you know, sure. go down a black diamond, you know, watch some guy fall on his ass and basically slide for the entirety of the mountain just well this is my life now like <laughs> i can't i can't here. stop i'm just gonna at some point i'll hit the bottom and then i'll stop sliding but <laughs> until i hit the bottom i'm not gonna stop sliding um but it was just such a like a weird like oh this is what like actual like skiing in like the mountains is like, yeah i i you know sure like afton looked kind of big i guess but holy that's Christ. something i'd like to experience sometime <laughs> It's, going skiing in the mountains. I don't like so skiing fun. that much, but it would be a cool experience. It's yeah, it's it's re- it's real fun. I remember you talking about this because you said there was a ski hill by your house growing up mm-hmm. in Canada, and we had there's a sledding hill by uh, Big Jay's house. Uh, and this last winter, it'll forever be one of my favorite memories. We went there to go sledding. Amber was pregnant, and we took our son, and uh, Amanda and James had their kids, 
And it was a day, it was like really foggy out, but it was warm enough that you, we were sledding. I was in a flannel shirt, a hat and snow pants. Like that's all I was wearing. Mm-hmm. So it was like you're, you just were sledding down this hill over and over again, but it's not cold. Yeah. It's only cold enough that you have to wear sweat or snow pants because you don't want to get wet mm-hmm. and like a flannel and a t-shirt and a hat. And that's all I was wearing. It, I love, that's the best that winter can get. Yeah, that, that was like when, because we lived real close when we were in Canada to this little this little hill, it's called Bowler Hill. Mm-hmm. It was half the size, maybe even smaller than like Afton. It wasn't like, okay. wasn't super big or anything like but that. But you could ski it. Oh yeah, yeah you, yeah, you could ski it and stuff. Did um, it have a chairlift or was it just like a rope? It did for like the biggest part. Okay. Um, But since we were so close, it'd be like February. And it'd be like those, like, just as like, it's starting to get warmer. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you may have the days near the end of the season where it's 30 something degrees or like in your, your body's so used to being cold Yeah, that you're just out there in a t-shirt and pants, like in just 30 degrees skiing down great. the hill. It's like, it's like, you, like you feel like it's the warmest thing of yeah. all time. It's been 20 below for three weeks. Yeah. 30 degrees is fucking phenomenal. Exactly. And so it's like, it's, it's, it's weird skiing in like shorts or pants but it's fun <laughs> yeah it was great snow still cold snow still cold <laughs> but i could like the other thing is because we me and uh big j were also pulling the kids back up the hill mm-hmm. which is you know so you're just getting hot you'll get warm so like i would have i didn't have gloves on and i would have my hands dragging through the snow to like steer mm-hmm. but they're not they don't get cold because you're you're creating enough heat mm-hmm so, yeah, that was a good day. You gonna crack another beer? Yeah, I need to go get one, and I gotta go pee. <laughs> what should I talk about? Okay, chat, suggest a topic for Dan. I guess I think we're just done with breaks. Less than an opportunity to get copyright strikes. Breaks are for chumps. Breaks are for chumps. Topic, topic, topic. This is a bent pedal. It's one of my favorite beers in the Pilsner. world. From Ben Paddle Pills. From where? Duluth. Uh-huh. Duluth. Duluth is on fire. Blood types. Fuck off, Wade. Um, I don't know my blood type. <laughs> I don't know my blood type either. You know who does know her blood type? Amber, because she's a fucking nerd. I can see that. I can Good s- luck. Yeah. Um, o. What happened? A, B. <laughs> Positive. O, Negative. Worst, my worst movie theater experience at Schwatt. Um, couple in like the last like 15 years or so, there was uh, for the first 10 minutes of There Will Be Blood, the uh, the audio kept going in and out. Uh, so that really sucked. Um, and then we went to see the inside man. And so there's like the whole, you know, spoiler for inside man. Movie's been out for a while. They build a piece, a place for him to hide in the bank that they're robbing so that he can walk out later. And so there's a scene in it where they're like digging a hole and doing all this other stuff that kind of, can kind of lead you to that 
conclusion or kind of like help you along the way. So it's not just like, huh, what's happening? And so we're watching the movie. All of a sudden it goes black. The audio's still going. And we just hear people like hitting cement because they're like digging a hole in this bank vault. And so all of a sudden it's like, I have no idea. Like, it's like, and then all of a sudden like the picture came on like 10 minutes, like it was probably only like five minutes, but all of a sudden it's like, oh, and then like the big reveal happens. It's like, what? What's going on? And then, you know, the movie was good enough that I watched it again. And so I could see that he was digging a hole in the bank vault huh. so he could poop in. I know exactly what movie you're talking about. But, uh, yeah. So that was that, that would be my worst movie-going experience. Jam McCloud's a Black Panther because we all know that Jam McCloud has a thing against Big J Little C. This is getting weird. Black Panther, that experience sucked. There was something wrong with the audio. Yeah. Well, you were there for that, right? Yeah. I can't remember. It was like it was too quiet. It, yeah, it was. It was. It was like the vocal, like the 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 like the speech track was weird. Yeah, I can't remember what it because like, we didn't. I don't know if you were. Where did we see it? Was it just a regular AMC? I can't. All I remember is it was like the whole movie. I was like, man, my hearing is way worse than I thought it was. Like I was. I remember thinking through the whole movie, like I'm struggling to hear parts of this. Mm-hmm. And then the the action sequences were like loud. Yeah. And then when it was done, you guys were mentioning it. And it was like, oh, okay, good. It's not just yeah, me. Yeah, scream, scream was dark and the audio was messed up the whole time. That's what Jevin said. <laughs> Big J says, listen, Wakanda forever. Uh, uh, I'm having a polliner. Which one's this one? So this is their lager. Okay. It's it's okay. Not really that good. Do you want to try it? Sure. It's like it's it's fine. It's not like meat beer. It's not going to poison you. But it's also just kind of a basic bitch. Oh, it's a it's a it's a, it's a lager. It's a lager, yeah. but it's just it's not like because what you're drinking is a pilsner lager. I don't know. Oh, you know, guess what? When it's the same lager you've been brewing for four hundred years, whatever. Hey. I hit, if you drank that four years ago, be all about it. Exactly. Just so we're clear, the most beautiful thing that I've seen that's natural is the birth of my children. Boo. Noth- there's nothing more miraculous or beautiful than it. Boo. And I'm lucky enough to have my daughter's birth on video. My sister recorded the whole thing. Perfect. And I've watched it multiple times. There's no way in the world I would watch anybody else <laughs> have a baby because anybody else, it's like crazy, disgusting. What's happening? Just don't touch the camera and get your. We've been requested to turn off your mic and video. Uh, but my own child, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. My wife also said something about Duluth, so I'm gonna scroll up and chat. No, this is not a chance for you and your wife to talk about. That's things. what I would. She's asleep now, dude. It's after nine. <laughs> Javin's gonna go to bed soon. That's what I would say. I love Superior. That's what she said. Perfect. Uh, I felt bad for her because she got buried. Yeah. Uh, I request a good Dan finger schmear on the camera. No. I'm taking requests. Maybe someday we'll do crowd control and you guys can request random stuff if you donate. Uh, Get some Dan grease on there. Mm. What a work email. Nope. Put your phone down. Why is it there? I don't know. You don't have to to look at it. Stop reading it. 
Your, your, your brow's furrowed. It's a person. <laughs> Emailing me at 9.30 at night. Mm-hmm. Stop. Um, Dan, you need to take control of this podcast. Adam can't <laughs> be trusted tonight. All right, so we are talking about... I have the mouse and keyboard. Sumo. I can... I can... How do I block Javin? Oh, there it is. I can block him for one minute. <laughs> this is an hour, by the way. <laughs> uh, so who wants to hear me talk about sumo for the next 40 minutes? I do. <laughs> We're not going to do it. Today was day three? Uh, four. Which tournament is this now? This is the November tournament. How often it's do they have the... Every two months. Every two months, they have a 15-day tournament. Correct. Is it always 15 day? Correct. All right, Javin's going to bed. In there. Yeah. Night, Javin. Um, and so it's very. Ooh, collegiate it's, it's, wrestling started too, by the way. So it's it's very taxing on a body to mm-hmm. have to fight for 15 days straight. Yes, and it is fighting. Like it's. Let's not, be clear. You know, it's 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 one thing to you know. It's not just pushing. Fight once. You know, a couple times over a weekend. Mm-hmm. Um. Which would also not be fun. No, it's not like that's easy, but I can't imagine what 15 days of like having to get in there, get in the mindset and like, you know, eat right. Like you, like you got, like it's such a, like a thing to do for 15 straight days. It's impressive. Yeah. But it's, I mean, that's like the old pride tournaments and stuff Mm -hmm. where you'd fight three times in a night. Mm -hmm. Uh, By the way, to take off on a wild tangent, this beer was good all the way to the end. I am definitely buying this beer again. Nobody but our friends listen to us, but if any if anybody else does, mm-hmm. the wisdom of old one eye, really good beer. Like I was really impressed by this beer. Really enjoyed it. Maybe we'll have to go with a uh, half a blapper who may or may not be here anymore. Uh, I'm not in, going to Minneapolis. The insight. Uh, okay, fine. I'll go. <laughs> um. How's the little guy doing? The uh, little sumo. My favorite sumo. Three and whose two. name I don't know. Three and two. Okay. Is that good? Uh it's it's not bad. No one's undefeated anymore. Oh, okay. Um so like the, the best guys are all X and one. X, okay. Which I is got it. which is pretty crazy. Like there's usually How's tough white dude doing? Uh he backed out. He broke a oh, rib. Shit. <laughs> Man, that guy is injury prone, I guess, because he was out for a while with an injury, wasn't he's, he? Yeah, he's 36. Oh, yeah. Luis Ortiz is like 42, and he's going to be fighting Deontay Wilder coming up pretty soon. I'm excited for that fight. I feel like boxing, because again, boxing is like you're standing. Like, like Boxing is like an endurance thing. Like, Well, they also say heavyweights hit their prime later. And like you don't need as much like strength. Not that your prime like, is 42 even at heavyweight. You're not like, exerting as much. So like I think you can get away with like just being good at boxing for a little bit longer. Yeah. That's why it's called the sweet science. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited for that fight. Deontay Wilder and Luis Ortiz. Uh, it's the second time they fought. I think Luis Ortiz is one of only two fighters to take Deontay Wilder the distance. Or did he stop him? I can't remember. I uh, and did you watch the Inoue Inoue fight? Mm-mm. Oh, man. That was so cool. So there's a 118-pound fighter. That's a very light fighter. 118-pound mm-hmm. fighter named Inoya Inoue. 
out of Japan. His nickname is the Monster, mm-hmm. uh, and he's got for being 118 pounds, he's got a ton of knockouts on his record. Like is a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was fighting. Ah, shit! I'm blanking on this guy's name. God damn it! I can see his face, but his name is not coming to my mind. Hey, man, he lost. But man, he so it was cool too because one of the things that going into this fight with anyway was nobody's really tested his metal. Uh, and he it was a twelve round fight. Mm-hmm. It was a fucking great fight. There were some really great back and forth moments. Like by the time the twelve, you know, the bell. The closing bell rang. It was pretty obvious that Inouye won. Mm-hmm. But there were times where he was in trouble. He got a big-ass cut over his eye. Uh, it was really cool to see him get tested. It was just... it was. Uh, I wouldn't say fight of the year, but it was a really good fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was th- last Thursday at like 6 in the morning here. So I was at the gym on the treadmill watching it, or on the elliptical watching it. Uh but it was a really great fight. That's all I got. Nice. What else do you want to talk about, Dan? Your turn. What do you got? Bring something to the table. I've been playing Dark Souls 3. <laughs> I really like it. I don't know, man. I don't... Uh, I've said it the past couple of podcasts. I don't really pay attention to the news anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a... a a good thing to do long term mm-hmm. i just i'm trying to figure out a way to pay attention to the news in a way that's not overwhelming and depressing mm-hmm. so like if i pay attention to like if i go on google news mm-hmm. and read it every day mm-hmm. it becomes too overwhelming and i become in my mind i become too much like the sky is falling mm-hmm. does that make sense because mm-hmm. I, I definitely have an obsessive personality where, like, I I already have, like, 100 hours in Dark Souls 3. Like, I just get obsessed with things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never really noticed it until Amber pointed it out one time. We were living in Northfield, and I got really obsessed with, uh, what was Anthony Bourdain's show called? No Reservations. Yeah. I got really obsessed with No Reservations and, like, could not stop watching it and would, like, watch episodes over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh and Amber, like, made, like, this offhand comment. Like, yeah, you're just obsessive like that. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> Got obsessive. And she was like, well, you just, you find things and you get really obsessed with them. And so I'll be that. But my mind will obsess over, like, bad news that it reads. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, but I'm trying to find a way. So on Saturday and Sunday, I'll look at Google News. But my Google News feed is kind of, like, fighting. Mm-hmm tech industry news Mm -hmm. and then like recipes okay or like food sure like that's kind of all it is so it's kind of it's pretty innocuous yeah it's like all hobbies or i read tech news because i work in tech um the podcasts i listen to now are the fight disciples Mm -hmm. uh full reptile radio Mm -hmm. uh which those are all there's technically th- three podcasts within those two titles, but it's all about fighting. Mm-hmm. I listen to Comedy Bang Bang and one other podcast. Uh, none, it's like none of it's current events. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? So I'm like way in the dark. Somebody brought up today, I was looking at the Star Tribune, but I usually just kind of go over and look at the local section before they put it out at mm-hmm. the high school. And uh, somebody was like, oh, yeah, did you see they're going ahead with whatever, blah, blah, blah. He said some words, impeachment proceedings. And I was like, uh, no. And I was like, I com- I completely forgot they were even trying to impeach him over something. Like, I don't even remember what it was. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's a I don't think it's maintainable to just like bury my head in the sand. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to find like what's what's a happy medium. Mm-hmm. I don't want to look at the news every day, but the problem is is like with Google News or any of that bullshit, it's like if you click on one article, it goes fucking crazy. It's like, "Oh, you clicked on this Fox News thing. You want to see everything from Fox News? Cool. Mm-hmm. And then it'll just fill your feed with all these Fox News clickbaity headlines or mm-hmm. CNN clickbaity headlines. Um, like one, uh, my wife sent me one the other day that was about children who watch too much TV and delays in, in brain development and in white matter development. And I read that. And then like you'll start to see all these like Oh man, if you do this, your kids are screwed forever. Mm-hmm. Like every headline, you're just like, fuck off. Mm-hmm. And as we know, Javin's nickname, if Javin's still listening, he can say it. Uh, one of Javin's nicknames for me. But headlines can really screw me up mm-hmm. because I just, like, I'll try to scroll past him. But when there's like nine in a row, you're like, fuck me, what's going on in the world? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't really have much. I feel like when we started this podcast, I had more to talk about because I was listening to more and watching more but mm-hmm. just it gets too overwhelming for me no yeah i i get that and like that's the thing it's it's what do you do um well at one point i went to uh like like a couple different you places. still go to the root uh yeah I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll just stop in there every day every day just just because i'm just sitting there at work but like let's just see what like the because there's usually like six main things on like the site mm-hmm. per day so i'll just kind of scroll through i might not like read all of them but i'll just like oh let's see what you know the headlines are uh you know what horrible things are we doing to black people right now yeah uh the splinter's gone because whatever company bought what them, was the splinter that was like their that was their like politics one okay um wait the root is not political well it's 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 political in a sense, like, but it's not their like. That's not their main thing. Is to be like okay. a politics blog. It's just more of a, a things that affect a certain segment of the population. Black Americans. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. So whatever company bought them, like, shut down them. Oh, I shut down Splinter. Yep. And then they're gonna I forget. I think there's a different one that. Oh, they they got mad at Deadspin. Like that's like their their sports blog. Okay. Uh, for like talking about politics as a sports blog i'd be interested to hear what people in chat do too by the way chat yeah um do you look at the news every day yeah see i need to find a way so like because even like the hill which i thought was hill's very biased it's biased in both directions like horribly because it's not it doesn't bring in um because it seems like a third of the articles are opinion articles, mm-hmm. and then it's but then it's just literally just uh, either like a, a super left or a super right leaning person writing an article about something, and then trying to make you think that it's like post since it's posted to this 
site, it becomes it's it's you know it's an actual thing. Um, and they put, but then they pull all their articles, you know, from other sites. Oh, they do. Yeah, like so. Like, I, like, maybe I'm remembering the wrong one, but I feel like the hill was very left leaning. No. Okay. Uh, in fact, it's like it gets kind of annoying sometimes because like most of the opinion articles are just like some guy talking about how like you know the impeach you know the impeachment is a modern day lynching or something like that. Oh, Jesus, it's, I want to address something Schwat said. Yep. I can understand a clickbaity headline when I read it. Mm-hmm. I'm not clicking on those and reading them. Mm-hmm. But when you see like nine or ten in a row, they they I can't. I can't filter them. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like I can't ignore them because what I start to think is like, well, there's people out there who are reading that and they think it's true. Like I, I can't, I don't know what, I think it's why probably why so many people in my family, my extended family have problems with addiction. Mm-hmm. I think maybe genetically we're just obsessive. I don't know, but I can't, I can't, like I, in 34 years, I haven't figured out a way to turn that part of me off. Like mm-hmm. I have pretty good self-control and a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I that I'll just have this voice in my head that I can't. It's the same thing. Like I've told you many, many times. There are conversations I have with people where there's this voice in my head that I cannot shut up. Mm-hmm. If it's a conversation I hate that I don't want to be a part of, there's a voice in my head going like, you're never going to get this time in your life back. These are minutes that you'll never get back. Mm-hmm. You just have to sit here and endure it. Like, and it just goes and, and it's it's been like that since I was a teenager. It'll be and I so I feel like I come off rude to some people sometimes because it's just like I don't want to have this conversation. This is stupid and not worth my time. Like mm-hmm. I fucking hate small talk. And there's just this voice in my head that's like it's like uh quoting the quoting Fight Club, it's like, You're dying right now. You're dying. Every minute of this, it's an, it's one less minute you get to live and it's just in my head. I don't know I don't know how to turn that off. Yeah. So just to be clear, Schwat, I can I can see a clickbaity headline and understand what it is, but I can't I can't stop thinking about the people who read it and believe it. Yeah, I don't know how to turn it off. So right now, my best solution, so I don't go crazy, and so I'm not crabbing around my kids and wife all the time, is like I just ignore it. I just don't look at it at all. Yeah, but I don't think that's a long. I don't think that's a a healthy responsible long-term solution yeah. but i don't know i i'm i'm at a loss for what else to do and like yeah like a couple people say like reddit and that that can be kind of tricky because if, if you're on reddit it's usually there's no it's, i don't feel like there's any middle ground with reddit no and that's saying like it's usually tailored to you or like you know if you're on our politics it's, it's probably mostly left-leaning stuff mm-hmm so it's it's but it, even if you go on like our conservative, it's like hype. It gets hyper conservative. No, then well then and that's the thing. It's it's like Reddit for the most part is a feedback loop. Um, it is. So for like things like that, it's just it's just you know people you know jacking off together. Yep, I it for upvotes. Reddit is interesting if you're on stuff like our science or even to a lesser extent from what I remember, our futurology or things like that where it's they kind of keep politics out of it. It's just more reporting on scientific things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Those can be pretty interesting. Um, one of the ones – you know what? Now that we're having this conversation that I should try to revisit, our uh, pictures of dogs and cats doing various things. That No, that's that was taken over. I can't believe you're still there, Wade. <laughs> that's like – that's a 
that's deep state. It's a uh, no. I was gonna say what's the what's the? It's an incel. It's incel playground. <laughs> incel playground. Um, I remember PBS their news being pretty nonpartisan. The, the where it would just th- like th- report. The I think they are. It would still. just report things. Maybe I should revisit them because there was a time where Javin. Like you're, you're the thing is like you're. I think you may have been told that they aren't that they're somehow now partisan no i haven't i just i haven't i stopped i just didn't go i need to make them maybe that's what i'm saying is like maybe they're one i should try to revisit because they they know that like even though that republicans are always trying to take away their funding they're they're supposed to exist in a world that is nonpartisan as much as it can be amber listens to a lot of npr and i think her view of it, she's not in here anymore, but her view of it is like NPR is left-leaning, but they still report on a lot of conservative things. Well, that's, and that's the thing. Like, and, like, and that's sometimes what I get from... Because um, like one, of, one of the places where I get some of my stuff is... Because uh, it's usually like 15 or 20 minutes, but it's Today Explained Vox Podcast, where I know the guy who's doing it. And he Vox knows- is way too left for me. Well, that's the thing you think it is because I don't know. I don't know why. I listened to it for a while after you recommended it. But that's because you're. But you may have been listening to it the wrong way. Like if you <laughs> listen to it as gospel, then of course it's gonna like, but like, you're you're maybe like reading into it too much. So I when guess. you said you know the guy who's doing it, what do you mean? So what I meant like so like the guy that hosts it mm-hmm. is it like in, uh, he would never tell you that he's not that, that like, he's not the, left the yeah yeah. But the things they talk about and the people he brings on, I I've never had one of his guests like talk about it as if it was some sort of political agenda it's 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 just i don't it's, follow it, it's it's just informational like nothing i've ever gotten from it has seemed like poisoned oh yeah i don't i wouldn't say it's poisoned i would just say it's very biased well that's the thing like bias is poisoned. the only thing the only thing that i i well i guess you and i disagree there because like it, it doesn't it because like if i listen to it and they're just telling me facts about something. Like I, I feel like I could tell, or I know that like if, if it was something where they're they're trying to push in how they feel about it. But it's it, it's it's never seen. Why do you think more, that? It's never seen something more than informational. It's so hard to have this conversation off the cuff because it would be like, well, what facts are they bringing up, and what like why do you feel like you could tell? It's it's I don't know. It's just it's never seemed like they it. It's never seemed like they were trying to push like an ideology. It's all like like the the ones that I listen to always just seem like, oh, they're they're talking about this thing in Syria. Let me let, let me learn about Syria for mm-hmm. the next fifteen minutes. Okay, like it's it's never, uh, I've, I've like I've never. What's the, they have like a daily one on Vox? What is it? This is called Today Explained. The day to this day explained. Today explained. Today explained. That was the one I listened to, and it just felt, it did feel to me like it had an agenda. Okay, that's um, it's like it's like I, I you know I learned about you know Syrian refugees and or uh, like the one I listened to today on the way over here was just about uh, like ISIS in Syria and what's happening with the prisoners and where they're going. Okay, like there's nothing political about that. What do you mean? Like so so like it it wasn't about like a Republican or Democrat thing. It was teaching me about what's happening in Syria. Okay. Um. So that's the thing. Like, I, I, it's, it's always felt like, even though, like the host, like you can tell, 
and I, I you know, I, 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 like he'll even be like the first to say that like he's extremely like you know he, he's he's definitely a liberal, yeah, and like and like biased in that direction, um, and because I've listened to some where it's almost gotten like into an, like an exchange where like not not heated, but the person that's trying to explain what's you know the subject is basically going counter to like like as he'll try and ask a question in a certain way mm-hmm. and they'll be like well it's this thing yeah um and i i i respect that to where like it'll like it'll they'll, they'll sit down with something and he may not agree 100 percent with like the narrative that is truth but yeah. this person is going to tell the facts okay. about whatever the thing is. Cause it's not, uh, I've never felt that like the today explain is about giving a political view. It's about just trying to tell you what this thing is. Maybe I'll have to revisit it and then we could, we could yeah. talk about it more Yeah, after we both listen to some similar ones. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, I can't, I can't give any concrete examples. Mm-hmm. I can just tell you what I remember my feeling of it being, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. But I can't, I can't like say like, oh, well, there was this episode and this episode. Mm-hmm. So maybe I should revisit it because that's the other thing. Like that's one of the reasons I started going away from Rogan more and more is like he just <clears> – <throat> he talks so much about like his feeling. Mm-hmm. And then you start – like if you listen, he's got hours and hours and hours of podcasts. And if you start to listen to it mm-hmm. – it starts to sound like it starts to feel like it's true. And it's like, well, this is just one dude. And I think he's pretty upfront about that. Like that it's just one dude's view of it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say, I don't want to say that Vox is left leaning or that they have an agenda without being able to say, here's why oh, I no. think it is. The thing is like, I, I can't say they have, that's an just agenda, what my feeling was, but I know they lean his direction. Yeah, and so I, I think I don't have I, a problem with that either. Well, like, like you can, you know, like there's nothing to say the Washington Post isn't f- in some ways like yeah. leaning, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say there's an agenda behind what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that, that that's it's up like you need to be in your brain because I've I've definitely heard things on there being like, well, whatever, but that's just you saying that because yeah. you, you know, unfortunately, that's just you don't want to hear the other part of it. Yeah, and and I think you know you have to trust yourself when you're listening to that thing where you're just be like, you know what? Like if I want to get the information that I want to know about, I may have to like listen to two minutes of someone like just kind of waxing political for like, cause I've, I found it's like, it's a good way for me to learn about things. Right. But I have to be very, I have to be very aware that the person who's saying it might like, might try and interject Sway something. You. Yeah. But that, and so that's kind of what I'm saying. And maybe it's a difference between you and I is that when I hear that stuff, I get obsessive about it and it's not, I feel like I've done a good job of making this distinction. So sorry to repeat myself mm-hmm. if I am, but it's like, it's not that I start to think like if I read a bunch of Fox news stuff, cause mm-hmm. I've gone out of my way to like spend time on Fox news and mm-hmm. try to read that stuff. It's not that I start to think like that because I'm reading it. Mm-hmm. I start to think about the people who are thinking like that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, 100%. And I, so even on Vox, it's like, well, I start to think about the people who think like that 
and like the extremes that they might be taking it to. And it just kind of gets overwhelming to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to turn that off or ignore it. Yeah. It's like a subconscious part of me. Um, So let's see. Big J says. You watched the hearings. I watched the hearings on PBS. They were good. They talked through both sides pretty thoroughly. I like NPR slash NPR. I wouldn't say they're aggressively left, but their journalists have a left slant. You can hear it in how they ask certain questions. MPR, so Minnesota Public Radio, had themselves audited, and it turned out they actually had conservative guests and talking points more than 50% of the time. Like I said, the journalists definitely have some slant to them, but they don't force it on you like Hannity or anything. Yeah, I'm not looking for any... I think there's a big difference between... I was going to actually say that. Between what Vox does... And what Fox News does. And what Fox News or Hannity or... Who's that Who's that fucking psycho that Joe Rogan's had on his podcast? Alex Jones. <laughs> that stuff is insane yeah. to me. Vox, it's like I said, it just... It, it's 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 a it's a it's an informational place that has a left that has to a it. bias, yeah. and that's why I'm I'm looking for something that has like as little bias as possible. It's just and that's informative. Why I, I, I think as we talked about earlier, like NPR is probably the closest thing or PBS. Get. Yeah, yeah, that's because like, when so what Javin at one point bought a subscription in the New York Times, and it came with a free subscription that you could gift someone, mm-hmm. and I said I would take it, and I read the New York Times for a while and. I started to realize like New York Times is pretty left leaning. Oh yeah, uh, and so I started to look for other things, and I remember finding PBS, mm-hmm. and it was pretty like their articles were pretty cut and dry. Like this happened. Here's what President Trump said about it. Here's like what other people said about it. The end. Yeah, that's kind of like your Reuters like AP news stuff, where it's like but that's all I'm looking for. This, though this is the stuff that's happening in the world currently. Yeah, not um, like this. You know. Such as the Natick Foundation did a survey and found that 42% of white Americans think that don't blah, blah, blah. Finish like, a sentence. I've, yeah, I was just going to like, <laughs> I wasn't going to. But it's true though, we do. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like, and then you find out like, oh, they, they only polled 130 people. Like mm-hmm. it's not representative of anything. It's representative of 130 people, but they're talking about it like it represents this entire nation of. You know, you know what? You know what I miss is. It's like you know he'd be give the first, a fuck about the Natick Foundation, yeah. okay? He'd be he'd be the first to tell you that you know, you know that he was obviously left leaning, but like like John Stewart, yeah, because I I never felt that he wasn't going to tell me the truth about something, and, With, he, and he and he wasn't afraid to like you know call out President Obama for something, uh, like you know something stupid he did, and it, it it was, but I always felt like I was getting good information. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch enough of the Daily Show. I feel like that stuff is very like, like high. A, it's very care. highly catered, and they have John Stewart on there for a reason because he makes you feel like you know him. Mm-hmm. But with the stuff that Stewart has done after the Daily Show, mm-hmm. I feel like you're probably like, I feel like you're probably right. Yeah, because that's thing he's 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 like the stuff he did with the fire department. Yeah, like he he definitely cares just about people. Yeah, I think he does because. He's n- he hasn't been on that show for a long time. As far as I know, he doesn't have an act up s- active stand-up career, mm-hmm. but he still is out there defending people. Yeah. 
Uh, like trying trying to like speak truth to power. Like that's one thing he does. Yeah, I I really do. As much as I've been talking shit and I don't listen to the podcast anymore, I do think Rogan is like that. I think if he sees something, he'll try to point it out. Mm-hmm. I think that it's just that he's done. He started to do too many podcasts, and he so because he does so many, he just is not aware of his own. Yeah, like he might be bullshit he, rhetoric, or anymore. like he might be getting taken for a ride by somebody. because yeah. he's just not. Yeah, but he's just not. He's just attention. not aware of like how much he started to buy into his kind of own bullshit content, 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 content. Yeah. Uh, that he just became kind of like. I think I think he is unaware of like his own rhetoric at this mm-hmm. point, whereas in the beginning I think he didn't have as much of it. But now I feel like he's got... He was, he was a lot more curious in the beginning. He was, Yeah, that's a perfect way to explain it. He was a way more curious in the beginning, but now he's got this kind of hard work, just, just work out mantra. <laughs> yeah. And it's weird because he'd be the first one to say like, well, yeah, that obviously doesn't work for everybody, but blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't think he's doing it in a nefarious way. Does that make sense? Like yeah. Alex Jones, I think, is conscious of what he's doing. 100%. I think it's very nefarious. He understands what he's doing and how to make money doing it. Yep. And he's he understands he's taking advantage of yep. people. I don't think Rogan does. No. That's the only like, difference. Like I like like he's definitely making money, but yeah, I don't think he quite Yeah, I yeah, I get it. Yeah. Rogan's making money for sure, but he, but he's, but he's like he's not doing things. I think a, if he felt like he was doing something wrong, he would stop. Yeah, but I don't know the guy either. Like, like he's that's the thing. He seems like he's got a moral compass that is pointing the right direction. Like he, like he knows what's good and what's bad, and like I, if, if, yeah, and, I genuinely think he does. But like I said, I don't know the guy. Yeah, I just got sick of listening to him, and I, I listened to basically strictly that podcast for, for years. for a long time. Yeah. Years and years, and only recently, probably in the last six months, have I been like, I like he just had Israel Adesanya on again, who's mm-hmm. a really amazing fighter right mm-hmm. now, uh, middleweight champion of the world. And I was like, I kind of want to listen to it. And then I saw, I was scrolling through my YouTube feed looking for a video to just play in the background at work, mm-hmm. and one of them was like Joe Rogan talking to Israel Adesanya about Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> and I was like, I don't give a, a fuck. I want to talk so about Israel. Did he kill himself? No, they were like, they snapped that. It. it was like Joe Rogan says Jeffrey Epstein's neck was snapped. And it's like a picture of him and Jeffrey or uh, Israel Adesanya. Uh-huh. And I was like, I don't give a fuck what either of these two people think about it. I want to hear them talk about fighting. Mm-hmm. But I even those podcasts I've learned. I, I just I fast forward through so much of that bullshit. Uh, and Brennan Chubb, who's also full of a lot of bullshit, he, at least in like his his fight podcast that he does, mm-hmm. there, it's like a section where he doesn't really, I don't know if he's conscious of it or not, but he doesn't really let himself go on any tangents. It's not, and I get what Rogan's doing, like he's letting the conversation go yeah. where he wants it in to this, go, in, in or like where, it, wherever the conversation naturally goes. And like, it interests him, so he loves, he likes talking sure, about it. Sure, cool, do it. But... I want to hear Israel Adesanya and you talk about fighting. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what either of you think about Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a he literally titles them like MMA podcast. 
And so Shab, when he does them, it's like, I know I skip about the first eight to 18 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like somewhere, somewhere after that, he starts talking about the fights. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to like fan questions and I cut it off after that. But what, like in that from like, let's just say it's like 18 minutes to like 47 minutes. Mm-hmm. He just talks about the fights. He might do an advertisement for like dick pills or something. Cool. Make your money. Alpha I don't dick. care. Alpha dick. <laughs> what? How is there not a company called Alpha Dick? I don't Holy know. Holy shit. Mail to our lawyers. Quick, somebody <laughs> Gmail it to me. I need Alpha to get it. Alpha Dick. Somebody get alphadick.com right now. I need that trademark. Wait, hold on. Is that a thing? Let's look. Don't type in Alpha Dick. No, I'm typing in Alpha Dick. All right. We're not work. Alpha Dick. Dot com. Nobody owns AlphaDuck.com. Oh, shit. that says Alpha AlphaDuck.com? Did you mean AlphaDuck.com? Yeah, we did. Ah, oh, that's not one either. Fuck you, Google. Wait, somebody might own it. Someone if, might own it and they just don't have anything. Yeah, there. someone's someone's sitting on it. Someone's Alpha sitting on AlphaDuck.com. Somebody owns AlphaDuck. Fuck. Search Google for AlphaDuck? Yeah. Alpha Dick, Urban Dictionary, someone with alpha male syndrome, a guy who thinks he's God's gift to the world, but really most people can't stand him. I'm fine with that. Yeah, Shop might talk about dick pills, but that's why I've gone to like, I love the fight disciples because they don't talk about politics at all. They talk about fights. Uh, That was was like, and like, that's like your, you know, it was always nice about like a Jack Slack. It's literally just. I listen to Jack Slack's podcast all the time. Like it's not, you know, you see how he says this, let this right, kind of in the same way that uh, blah blah blah. Like he doesn't like bring, like talk about nope. something right. Like no, he might make a political joke every now and then, which fine, cool. But it's but not, I'm not. I don't give a fuck what Jack Slack thinks about whatever his English politics are. Yeah. I don't even know what's going on. In England. Tories and Whigs, you know, how it goes sure. But I, I also I just don't give a fuck. And the the fight disciples are also English guys. I don't care. I don't. I don't care. I want to hear you guys know a lot about fighting. Mm-hmm. I want to hear you talk about that. Mm-hmm. And they're two different ones because the fight disciples are interesting because they talk about like upcoming fights, what fights they think should happen. But they talk a lot about the promoting side of it. Okay. And whereas Jack Slack talks about like technique. technique. Yeah. Jack Slack so he illuminates so much but mm-hmm. that sport whereas those guys are kind of the fun what fights should get made, what mm-hmm. promoters are doing wrong, what promoters are doing right, that kind of stuff. And then yeah. Dan Hardy is a part of the Fight Disciple brand, I guess. I don't know. Sure. But he kind of does a combination of, of the two. Mm-hmm. He's Dan Hardy's probably my favorite analyst. He's got a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he does Inside the Octagon, and he's got one called The War Room now, which is pretty cool. But that's all technique stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that's where Rogan, he's just lost me completely because it's like, dude, I know what you think about anything political mm-hmm. uh that's there there's a dude i wish i knew his name so i could call it out we've watched it before some movie nights mm-hmm. but he made he like made a video of him being a joe rogan fan and he's constantly elk talking meat. about elk meat and like he he fucking nailed it yeah like that you know that dude for one listens to rogan's mm-hmm. podcast but two, he also listens to it and like gets what's happening. He nail in the head. He does it so well. Just I are you looking it up? No, no, no. Okay. No. I don't know what it is, but it's it's a blonde dude and he's just making fun of like 
listening yeah. to Rogan. Like one of my favorite lines that he has is like, yo, Dr. Rhonda Patrick's kind of a low-key babe. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Constantly talking about elk meat. Mm-hmm. What are you uh, looking up? Also, just looking up like, so, the, so like the episodes of like, to explain that, like, that I've like listened to in the past like couple weeks. Uh, so the one today was Hotel Isis, uh, just about uh, what Turkey is doing with ISIS combatants that they have in these like kind of makeshift jails. Mm-hmm. Turkey, wait, say that again. I'm sorry. What Turkey is doing with with uh, ISIS fighters that they have in like these kind of just that they're, that they're keeping in jail because they've okay obviously broken the law, but they don't want them anymore. Yep, I got it now. Uh, streaming Infinity War, just about all the different streaming platforms that exist now. Oh, kind okay. Of, kind of who wins, huh. who wins, who has what. Yeah. Um, it's a California that one Dreaming. actually sounds interesting. And that's, and that's kind of like, I, like I've like i skipped over some of the ones about like, you know, who is above the law, uh, you know, inside of Trump rally. Like I just kind of skip over those because like I know that those ones aren't going to tell me the things I want to know. The Trump rally one sounds interesting. Listen, I, I, but like, I don't know if I want to hear it from them. From Vox? Yeah. Okay, because it's going to be biased. Exactly. So PBS like, actually has a great series. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's... No, it's CBS, surprisingly. Sorry to talk over you. No, that's okay. Uh, they have a good series where they they went to small towns and they talked to Trump supporters. Oh, yeah. Trump voters. Mm-hmm. And they've been going back over and over again over his presidency to see how they continu- are continuing to feel. I haven't watched one in probably six months because I think the... F- the last one, the last time I watched one was right after my daughter was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was watching them for a while, and I'm pretty sure it's CBS that was doing them. But they, they're just c- having these continuing conversations with people who voted for Trumps, who are like small town farmers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been interesting to watch as like some of his campaign promises haven't been kept. Yeah. Um, but it it was pretty. It w- it still had a slant, but it was pretty nonpartisan because a lot of it was just letting those people tell their story. Mm-hmm. And it's a part of America that I'm not connected with at all. Like I just finished this book called, um, me and Amber both read it. It's called The Hillbillyology. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's about a person from the, what's the mountain range? Appalachians. Appalachian Mountains. Uh, a southern person. Mm-hmm. Um, from the Rust Belt, and it talks about his experience growing up and his family and the the politics of how he grew up. And mm-hmm. it's a great book. I think a lot of people should read it. It's called yep. Hillbilly Elegy. Um, but it, it gives you this insight into a world that you know nothing about. Yeah. And, uh, and it gives you insight into why a certain group or class of people might vote the way they do. And mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. And that was how I felt about that CBS thing. I should look that up. See if they're still doing that. Um, but yeah, like, so like there's the, this one, just like the first impeachment vote and who voted for what and why. Okay. Just because there was like, I think three Democrats voted against because. Hmm. And, and that like sounds why, interesting. And like why they did. Maybe, I think I will try to revisit some of those and then we can talk about it on a later Instagram's podcast. Instagram's war on nipples. Cause they're, yeah, they're what fighting, is that about? Um, and how it's kind of anti like transphobic in a little bit because it's like it, it's fucking nipples no, it, it, yeah, no, it's, all, it's all stupid uh california california's blackouts the death of el bagdi so like the the isis leader oh yeah okay so that like that was going or we worked so about we work which is this company that's 
it's it's a big like corporate snafu thing that happened. Okay. Um, let's see, yes, we Canada, where the troops are going. Trump Trumpster fire. <laughs> What's yes, we Canada? Uh, yes, we Canada. That's just about the the Trudeau election. So like the Canada had their election a couple a month ago. Okay. So it's it was just about the the Canadian president, like prime minister, congressional election. Did Trudeau parliament. get reelected? Yes, his uh, his uh, his because you don't vote for a prime minister. You yes. vote, you vote for a party. A and party, then and then they, they have vote. their if they yes. get whoever. Has okay. Them. Um, Trumpster fire was about people talking so it's like that's like like there's like people there's, talking what do you mean so like people because they, they put up they put a very hard line like trying to basically get no one to talk to like house democrats about impeachment stuff yeah um who are you trying to get a song yeah no. um and then all of a sudden like some of the main people involved in the whole thing like uh um Christ, who are the people that we send, like, that we, we have, like, one representative in each country? You're asking me? Oh, diplomats. Dip, yeah, so like, the, so, like, the main diplomat to Ukraine they fired, like, went and talked. The the guy who's in charge of their, like, like relations with the oh, EU went and talked. okay, so, like, I see all what you're sudden, All these people decided to just go talk anyway. Yeah. And just kind of what that means for... Even though they were fired. Yeah, like, what yeah. that means for, like, the president and, like, things okay. like that. But, yeah, I think... But to your point, like, you have to know when something is like pointing in a certain direction and and like that's that's not necessarily my point though i think it's the point with people at large but like it, it's it, it's a good way to I, I don't know it's it's i don't know what my own biases are i'm sure they're mostly left-leaning uh-huh um although amber today said as you get older you're getting more conservative which worried me you're, you're doing it too soon that's not um, that's not how you're supposed to be like 40 something no, I I almost brought this up. I almost thought I'd save this for a podcast topic, which maybe we can talk about it later, but it was like I from time to time will have my extended family reach out to me to like they need something or they want me to do something. And my whole thing is like, listen, man, I'm keeping my own house in order. Like that's my responsibility. Mm-hmm. I don't have a responsibility for your fucked up choices. Get your fucking shit together. Mm-hmm. Like it's not and this is where it like she's not wrong i guess that i'm getting more conservative in this regard and this might sound insensitive and if it does people can call me out on it and i will do my best to listen to it but it's like i almost don't want to say it either because i know how sarcastic our group can be but in in all earnestness it's like what i'm doing isn't easy i'm trying to be a good husband and a good parent a good father and like a good provider and all that stuff and like keep a clean house and make sure my kids are well-fed and make sure they're not getting too much TV and make sure like I'm, I'm taking responsibility for the shit that I have said I will take responsibility for. No, we, we don't think that you're somehow responsible for your idiot cousins. But when they reach out to me, I just want to be like, no. And anyways, I don't, it's, I'm, I'm starting to lose my focus. It's after 10 anyway. But it was one of the things I almost brought up. But her thing is like, well, just as you get older, don't lose your heart. And I'm like, I'm not going to lose my heart. But at the same time, no, like, it's it's 100 percent different. Like, save yourself, man. And like, it's 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 a save yourself to a degree. Like, like, like I have a 
Fuck yeah, Big J. Like I have some, like I, I have some, like I have some cousins that are the kind of the opposite of that. Yeah, like, super nice. You know, great, like great parents, and like if all of a sudden, like one of them kind of like needed something and like fell hard, I would, I, like I would help them, but because like they've they've done because every, they've they've shown done everything you. right to that point. Yeah, like something horrible. Everybody has, happened. has like, a, slip a reason up. for it, but when you have like people that have just been constantly making like. It's no, it's it. It's a it's a stupid thing. Like you don't do do not feel bad about yeah the things those choices you're making with those family members that are obviously I don't want to say they're not parasites, but it's like no, they're not. But, I just want to say to people like get your fucking house in order. Yeah, like, like take respond like, and like take and responsibility only, for your choices and only only. But you, that is a more conservative thing than I would have said as because a younger like, kid. Because like you like you know to yourself like you've known them yeah for decades now you you know what they've been doing exactly and how unworthy they are of like but unworthy is so insensitive I know. I was, it's I was, just, I, just like i'm just trying to think of like but i know what you're saying i like you remember jesse yeah just now you're jesse my jesse yeah. i had a lot of people like that in my life where i like there were people that i wanted to save mm-hmm and what i've realized at 34 years is like man you're not saving anybody unless they want to save themselves yeah it's just not going to happen. It's fucking heartbreaking, but I don't know. You just, you, unless somebody wants to, I will. It's like, you want to help everybody, but mm-hmm. they also have to pull themselves up. You know, bootstraps. it's sure some people don't have boots or bootstraps to yeah. pull themselves up by, but there are people who are like, if you give me the fucking boots and bootstraps, I'll pull myself up and yeah. they will. Those like, but I've just known so many people at this point in my life where it's like, man, you just can't. And it's f- for sure it's mental health, but I don't know. I don't know how to, you can't fix anybody. Like I gave you the boots. You sold the straps. Like, yeah. They're just, they're going to shoot themselves in the foot time after time. No. And like, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Anyway, I was kind of an offhand comment that led down another road, but it was like, Amber was just talking about like, well, you have gotten more conservative on this stuff and just don't lose your heart. And I was like, I don't think I will. I, you know, I hope I won't. No. And like, and that's, and that's a, it's like, I'm sure if you were to ask any of us that have now kind of gotten older and under certain, like understood like certain responsibilities that you just have. Yeah. Like in, well, in life that like, it's, it's not that you're becoming like some crazy, like conservative guy, <laughs> uh, you 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 just understand like a little bit more of the world. What I said to Amber is like any one of the guys in movie nights, I would help a thousand times over. Mm-hmm. But like when people from my extended family reach out to me, it's just like I, it's yeah. It's, it's it's not like you're saying give no money to poor people. I know what you're doing. Like is is you're like it's not. You're yeah. just you're going through the list of people that you have a blood relationship to, and you might be able to guilt into doing something. And yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And, in, and the advent of social uh, network, social, uh, what am I looking for? Media? Social media has made it so much easier for those people to connect with you. Yep. But it was like anybody in movie night fell on hard times. It's like, yeah, their track record is that they're hardworking, responsible people. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to just talk about like being a responsible parent. I'm just saying like, responsible people who make good choices if they yeah. f- if they fall on hard times like for sure yeah or if you i'm not going to name this person or this relation but amber and i have a relation with somebody who over the past five years has shown that they've like turned a new leaf 
and they're making good choices and they're taking responsibility for themselves. And I told her, I was like, I would actually consider now, Big J, I'll tell you, I'll text you about who this is because you know them too. I would actually consider now helping this person. Mm-hmm. Whereas before I would have been like, no, fuck them. Like yeah. they're just, they're, they're users. They're, they're just, they're just looking for the next person who will take sympathy on them and give them this thing. Mm-hmm. But this particular individual has shown over the last five or six years that they are making good choices now and they're making responsible choices. And it's like every year that continues, you want to help them. Like you're more on board with helping them if they needed it. If yeah. they were like, I want to do this thing. I want to. I need I need help getting a car for this reason or I need help going to school for this reason. You're more on board helping them. Uh Schwad, yeah, for sure. Like yeah, they they could care less about you at the end of the yeah. day of the week. And that's thing and like but like and again like you but you know the difference like you're not like some super crazy person that's like oh since I know this one person is a user I don't want to that like you you're not spoiling the whole like class of people. No. Like, and so like and, and, and that's like so yeah, don't yeah. I don't know. I like people who make good choices, man. The older I get, the more I realize how hard it is to make good choices. It's one of the scariest parts about being a parent. Mm-hmm. But like we have we have people in our lives right now who are in at risk of being deported, which is fucked up because they're good people. They were brought to the United States more or less against their will because they're brought here as children, Mm -hmm. but they're not quote unquote citizens, but they're hardworking, responsible people. And it's like, Hey man, a bunch of my cousins were just born on this patch of soil, but they don't fucking add anything to the economy or add anything to our culture or add anything to our society. But these people you're threatening with deportation absolutely do. Mm -hmm. Get rid of some of my fucking cousins, man. Ooh. Should we start sending people we hate? I don't to actually want to get rid of my cousins. I'm just saying, like, what the fuck? It should be rubber stamped. I can't get on that. Do you think they'd like Mexico though? Like the beach? I don't know. They're all white people, so probably not. Yeah, they have to. Yeah, they we would need lots, burn, lots of all, suntan lotion. All burn really easy. Anyway, <laughs> we gotta end this because I gotta go to bed. All right. Don't worry. You're not. You're not crazy. No, I know. Amber just kind of offhanded mentioned it. Amber's uh, a Amber is not. Amber is my heart, man. She's like my moral compass. Mm -hmm. And will continue to be, I'm sure, as I get older. Bleeding heart, lib bitch. No, it's like a good balance. Because I can be a little too, like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And she can be a little too, like, let's give everybody everything. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you can kind of help balance each other out. Yeah. But definitely, like, since becoming a parent, it's just like. I said it very quietly. He said it. He just said it through laughter. Mm Mm-hmm. No, since becoming a parent, I would say I have become more conservative because it's like, for one, I made the choice of becoming a parent. Mm-hmm. I've made the choice to be with this person for a long time before you're, you're I You're very pro-choice. I know this about you. No, I just think like, hey, man, live. I really like, so Jocko Willink, mm-hmm. he's got the saying, discipline equals freedom. And the older I get, the more I'm like, I think he's absolutely right. Like the more disciplined you are, the more you're not bound by just making these panic decisions. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) Uh, That I really did not expect that Rob's random topic to go that long. 
That yeah. turned out to be a lot more fun than I thought it was. It was like every time I would name one, another one would pop into my head. Mm-hmm. That was pretty fun. Uh, you've been listening to This Might Sound Stupid podcast, a podcast where two friends who work together and see each other quite often decided they didn't see each other enough, so they wanted to do a podcast together. Um, We're just trying to take down all, all the libtard cucks out there. <laughs> Quipina cuck. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you're looking for somebody to fuck your wife. (laughs) (laughs) This is the wrong podcast for you. Uh, as always, we're brought to you. Schwabbing the good point. Is that word done? It's, it's been co-opted to the point where it. Is that word done? I haven't heard cuck in a while. It's, it's become a. a, a Also, I've been ignoring the news, so. It's become more of like a joke word. Like, it it, it has no meaning anymore. It's a fucking stupid thing. It has no meaning. Uh, as always, we're brought to you first and foremost by Joey the Good Boy, who is passed out. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, there he is. Uh, Joey's our oldest and best sponsor. That, that's his I want to go to sleep face. We're also brought to you by Mike Long, a uh, designer who is based out of Minneapolis. Um, he designed all our set pieces. So Joey the Good Boy el- emblem. Uh our logo, the little chat bubbles, all of it. Uh, yeah, it's been fun. It's been real. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started to get real at the end. Maybe we'll talk about that more because I was actually interested to hear more of your thoughts on extended family. But like I said, I want to go to bed because mm-hmm. I got to go get ready for bed. And Nemo had kind of a rougher night last night. He Sometimes he has bad dreams. Like what grit sandpaper are we talking? Like seven? What? Roughness. Ah, not a seven. Like a five. We need a, we need a few subs, uh, Schwab, before we can get some Joey emojis. We do. I can only design. I can only ask Mike Long to design so many things for free. We we can't even do them yet. Oh yeah. Yeah. We we our channel can't have emojis. Good call. You guys got to get the word out because <laughs> because we Lord knows me and Dan aren't gonna. Nope. So everybody start telling your friends about our podcast. Uh. Tell them if they just want a good break from reality. My family found out episode 20 that I even did this. So yep. there you go. That's how, much, that's how much I talk about it. Besides my mom, I don't think anybody in my family listens to this, much less knows I do it. No. I think my dad vaguely knows I do it. Mm. But he, there's no way he could ever find this podcast, even if he wanted to, which I don't really think he does. This is episode 27? I don't know. I uh, episode 26. I, I only have three minutes to find out. Episode 26. Good night, everybody. Good night. We love you all, Marta. But by the way, my son has... Bajgalia? My son has started to say, because Amber and I still say it to each other, we're like, I'll say, bye, everybody. I love you all, Marta. Nemo started to say it. It's fucking awesome. Arrested Development. Watch it. Yes. Up on its back and away I did ride Just as fast as I could From the West Texas town of El Paso to the badlands of New Mexico Back in El Paso my life would be worthless Everything's gone in life, nothing is left It's been so long since I've seen the young maiden My love is stronger than my fear of death I saddled